Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Harrison Boone podcast. I find it interesting that, um, <clears throat> that we get accused about going on maths for fame. And obviously like fame is part of it. Like you, you can't, you can't seriously expect people to sign up to the number one TV show in Australia without knowing that that's going to come with a certain level of platform at the end of that. Right. But I don't think that's everyone's sole motivation. I think it's like a, I think it's a part of it. It was definitely a part of it for me. Like, I'm not going to lie. I went on there to, um, this is fucking fly keeps biting me oh no yeah we've got in in because we're close to the beach we get these sand flies and they fucking bite and they Um, hurt they're like they blow up as well my mom's like really allergic to them Mm. it's bad um so yeah i feel like we get accused of going on maths for fame and that's not the sole reason like there was definitely part of my motivation for going on there i was like i'll get a platform i'll get this and if i meet someone great right and i find that interesting watching the careers and people's relationship paths after the show because i think like that's where you really see who was serious about meeting someone who wasn't mm-hmm. um i happen to be fortunate enough that i met someone really special i'm in a relationship now mm-hmm. that doesn't happen for everyone so i'm not going to take that away from people but i feel like it definitely was it shows my motivation was to be in a relationship mm-hmm. that Absolutely. yeah i was sleeping around but the motivation was to get into a relationship totally well, mm. like- Sorry, but anybody, I think everybody from, I don't know, it's hard to tell because I was definitely still sleeping with people before we went to filming. Like, I think I thought. How dare you? I know, but that's How dare you live your life up until you marry a stranger? I know. Well, like, I think I, because I pretty much knew I was on for season nine, but I was still sleeping with people until, I want to say like late July when I got the call that. Yeah, like maths is like you're 100% on, we've got your match, it's going ahead. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll do like the STI screening and stuff like that. Then I'm just going to wait until I get married because 
I don't want to have to like retake all the STI screenings and stuff like that. That was, <laughs> that was the reason. <laughs> I didn't feel like I owed it to anybody to like you know calm down other other than like my own health. But correct. You know, what I, I, mean? I felt like um I felt like I was a lot more safe mm-hmm. um leading into uh, maths, but. I'm with you. Like I didn't, who who I didn't know who I was going to get matched with. You don't owe it to anybody no. until you meet them. No, and, and the idea that you should be faithful to that person is ridiculous. Like what? That's like saying you shouldn't sleep with someone today because you could meet someone tomorrow. Exactly. Well, exactly. It's like I guess like some people. I think some people who would take it the whole like marriage part of it a little bit too seriously would consider that time as an engagement I guess <laughs> like it's not though it's not it's like like some people didn't get the call to leave until the week before and things like I that I didn't I didn't I didn't agree to it um so I got cast I didn't apply I got cast oh, and then scouted. yeah and okay. then um that's what I was going to ask you in a sec is um yeah. whether you applied or whether you got scouted because I know a lot of the women got uh, they applied they didn't get a lot of the guys get scouted a lot of the women apply mm-hmm. um and I'm, I'm not vaccinated and they weren't going to let me on the show. And I said to production, like, I'm like, it's not my fucking problem. I'm not getting the jab yeah. just to go on this TV show. I've avoided it all through COVID. Yeah. I'm not going to do it for a fucking television show. And they bent the rules to have me on the show. <laughs> they lowered the standards from fully vaccinated across the board to allowing a medical exemption for like the first time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Well, I wouldn't have been on your season. Absolutely not. Um, so they let me in, and then um, yeah. So I, I, because I couldn't get that medical exemption until like the month before, mm-hmm. um, and then I didn't get all my paperwork submitted, STI checks, all that sort of stuff until the last two weeks before I got married. So for me, I was like, I don't think this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't stop living my life. And that was my argument on the show. It's like, I didn't know if this was going to fall through or not. Like, I'm just yeah. going to keep living my life. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you don't know. Like, I just really held out purely because I didn't want to have to go do the STI screenings and stuff again. Like, I was bored and we were in full lockdown. And I was like... Yeah, well, a different time, right, I know. for you guys. I was and like... So people know I wasn't breaking too many COVID rules. I was literally like seeing my neighbor. So it was not like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was in the 50 meter radius. I didn't didn't venture far from home. (laughs) (laughs) Not all of us had a neighbor that we could rely on. (laughs) (laughs) I had fun. I had fun. Well, Um, that's what leads me to my, to really my first question was like, what was the motivation for you going on maps and did you apply? um, I applied when I was 25. So it's oh, been wow. like a like now it's been like a five year ordeal because I ordeal yeah fucking trauma <laughs> <laughs> no so I applied first when I was twenty five and so I think that's two that started two thousand and nineteen so just after season simpler six. times twenty nineteen yeah so season six had just finished airing and I I think everyone wanted a bit of that season six magic yeah right? I, I don't think it can be recreated like I just don't it could. It could. I think... It could be outdone. It could be outdone. Oh, man. I think... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think, like, the... Like, I, this was said a few weeks ago in front of me, and I agree to it, that I think the genuine 
people are it not applying for maths now. You know what I mean? Like, no. like you said before, like people yeah. go on maths expecting a level of fame. Maths, when season six was being filmed, was not the number one show in Australia. It was not the beast no. that it is now. No. Season six made it that yeah. sort of beast. So, yes. Um, we walk in the footsteps of season six. We walk in the footsteps of season six. And thank you, Jess. Thank you, Martha. Thank you, Cyril. Thank you, Martha and Cyril. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... Do you have beef with all of the cast of Maths? No, I just, I don't really like Jess Powell No? Much. I, I've never met any, like, I don't um, make assumptions on uh, the show. I, I don't either. I've... Her and I have had stuff. Oh, really? So you actually have had legitimate beef? Yeah. So she's had some nasty stuff about me while... What's with the other cast members talking shit about us? But it's like, well, that's why I'm here talking to you. Yeah. Because I, it was done to me and I refuse to do that to anybody else. And I stay consistent in that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, until like, like NASA, like everybody says that NASA is a terrible, terrible person. And I... NASA is the modern day equivalent of like a court jester. Yeah. He's just a entertaining he's little a clown. clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he and he, he's a character. Like I like him, but well, yeah. I liked him too. We were friends. He advocated for me, and I absolutely had so much time in my day for him. And then he said some things that really hurt me, and now we're not friends because fair. He burnt me. Mm. Um, and yeah, so that's the thing. Like until I have a personal reason not to like somebody, I will give. And Jess has given you one. Um, yeah. So she says some nasty stuff about me and then. She doesn't even know you. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it was kind of a bit like you were a villain. Like how can you part, like jump on this pylon to someone else? Um, I, I, yeah, I get it because I had that with Brent this season. But Brent doesn't know what it's like to have it hard publicly. No. He had a hero at it. He definitely didn't deserve it. Um, he Look, Brent was Minor Jackson's best friend while we were filming. And I tell you what, I reckon the real like social experiment of maths happens after the cameras go down and the show starts airing and the, the edit, that extra character comes into play and you see who out of the cast is actually human garbage because Brent was our best friend. He was our homie the whole time we were filming. He was on our side about everything, everything. And then the edit starts going south. I start looking pretty terrible. He stops. He cut you off, right? He cut us off quick and dirty. Like he stopped replying to Jackson like that. He started standing. So he's not loyal. Absolutely not. He's loyal to himself and his image. I get it. the impression of him with that. Mm-hmm. I get that impression of him. Um, it was just, it was sad for me to see this guy that I don't know, obviously trying to step back into the limelight. And he doesn't know me personally, but he was just constantly repeating the narrative of the show and the popular opinion to mm-hmm. try and get more likes for himself. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was like a really cheap way of, trying to extend the platform he's already been given and has gone away now. Well, now he's trying to distance himself from maths. Like, he was asked to that Yahoo thing that I just did, and he said, no, I want to stay away from maths. But he's done other yeah. things talked on this season. He's not distancing himself I, from it. Yeah, well, now he is apparently. So I, I think it has to do with the fact, like, with Tamara, 
I don't know if you saw this, but you might not because you're not on Instagram, are you? Um, tomorrow, I have a burner. Oh, okay, good. You've got, mine was Amanda Hug and Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> that was mine. Damn, that should have been mine. And it was good. Yeah. I would have given it to you. Had I <laughs> yeah. Um, Damn. That's what we should do. We should give our burners to the next season's cast members. Like, like yes. a hand-me-down. Yes, that's a good Be idea. like, you'll need this. You'll need this. Um, yeah. And, and and if you need support, reach out. I know, totally. Well, that's the thing. I like. I always said, like. I was always very like. I'm not going to watch this season, but anybody, please reach out if you need a hand. Um, and I haven't. Like that's the thing with my cast and my season. Watching them comment and cling to your season and mm. your castmates for relevancy. I'm just like, that's so gross. Like, mm. I am inevitably going to meet these people in social settings and. I'm happy to speak to people privately. We all get invited to the same yeah. gigs. We're gonna like we're always gonna meet mm. and stuff, but it's like I just couldn't cling to maths and jump on the narrative bandwagon and hate on you guys or like kiss your asses or anything like that without knowing you. Well, that's that's the thing I didn't get is like um, I will inevitably inevitably comment on the Excellent. next season of maths, right? Um, he's annoying me too. It's okay. That's the thing. I will inevitably comment on the next season of Maps because I'm going to still watch the show and mm-hmm. I know how it works now. And so any scandals, any villains, any victims, like I'm probably going to see through that and go, there's a lot more context to what's happened here that we don't see. Um, and so I'm not going to take a really strong side. And that's that's the thing I found hard to swallow with Brent and other people that had come for me in the media is like, you know full well that production cuts things in order to make the the narrative of the show work to meet their ends, mm-hmm. right? You know full well about how much of your relationship gets filmed and then how much gets shown. So knowing that, having been behind the scenes and then watched your season, like not just you, but I'm talking about any cast member, knowing how it works, seeing through the belly of the beast, to then come out and have these super strong opinions and throw shade on the next season of cast members... I just found like a really cheap shot at trying to stay relevant. Well, if you think about who was doing it, it wasn't it wasn't the baddies on the show doing it. It was the heroes, like the people yes. that got the people that got the good end of the stick, mm. who were the ones to first, like throw shit at others, basically. I think you've hit the nail on the head with the real the real edit of the show happens after the cameras go down, because inevitably people show their true colors. And I, I'm not saying that my edit wasn't bad. My edit was pretty shit house, but I'm still that person. I've never shied away from the fact that I've owned who I was on the show. Yeah. I've just wished that we saw more context to yeah. things. I've never, I've never said that my edit wasn't, um, how do I put this? My edit showed me in an accurate light, mm-hmm. but only for 1% or 0.1% of a percent of the whole time I was there. Well, the reason I say I've got a shit edit is because, yes, those moments that were shown were accurate, but I wish they showed more context to who I am. Yeah, of course. But what is it the trolls love to do? Like, oh, they can't put the words in your mouth. Yes, That's they can. They've, they've just edited entire it's, sentences. It's called Franken-biting. Yes, you can. Yeah. But I've never used that as a defense. I watched them do it with Bronte. I watched um, Bronte sat on the couch... And they actually put an entire sentence together using sound bites from other moments where her entire vocal range mm-hmm. changed three times mm-hmm. in the one sentence. So yes, they can put words That's in your mouth. Right. They, they can. It's called Franken-biting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they actually, um, as a 
form a teaching student, they actually teach that in Year 10 English now, as well as deep fakes, etc., etc. Just wow. for a heads up for listeners. Um, so you don't even need to do OnlyFans, you just deep fake it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all 100% real. I don't, <laughs> I don't even edit my OnlyFans stuff. I'm just like, whatever, here you go. Um, <laughs> Raw. Well, no, well, that's the thing. Like, you want to see, like, real, authentic side of me, here you go. Um, plug, plug, plug. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll leave a link in the description below. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, what, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, we're talking jobs. about maths, motivation, yeah. what got you into maths. Oh, yeah, we totally got And then I wanted to ask you what your expectations were going into maths. So I applied for maths. In 25. When I was 25, I just broke up with my boyfriend of five years. Um, I was very, very, very drunk <laughs> on my couch. Um, and I think I got halfway through the application and passed out or gave up somewhere in the middle of that like it was horrific <laughs> apparently it's a lot the application it's i had a lot. producer fill it out for me i just said oh i'm not doing God, it so. you got such special treatment oh, man i think they know what's going to make a good villain well that's what i think they know i think they know they hunted me for that show they they did not take no for an answer they bent rules to get me in there they did i said i didn't want to do the show and they kept ringing they they fucking they knew, knew that what they were going to get with me so and it, I think they know because they record phone calls and um, they record your, um, I know they record your, um, or your auditions, like your, Skype. you know, the Skype calls, yeah. they record those and they go for like half an hour, right? So if you're funny and charismatic and just a good character, they're like, we need this guy to fill this sort of gap. And mm-hmm. I think they, I think they web map the season mm-hmm. before they even start shooting the, the show. I don't know. I think. It's a theory. I don't know. I think that they really... I don't think they anticipated me to get involved in any conflict. No? I really don't think... I'm not a, I'm not a confrontational person. Were you expecting to? No. So I what were your that. expectations going? I honestly just... Because I am such a softie. I really am. It just takes a lot for me to get pushed to that level. Um, I didn't know that I had such a, like, de- like disdain for injustice. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. It's just a different... It was a reaction I didn't ever see coming from myself. Um, and, it te- and I never... Like, like, I do know that I have it in me. Like, the whole bridesmaid dress story. I told in, I think, my season eight audition. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was... Initially signed on for season seven, it fell through. Season eight, I was signed on again, it fell through. Then season nine, I was on. Wow! So, so you went through like three casting, three processes. Yeah. Before season nine happened. Yeah, which was. Like, so you were season seven, eight, and nine. Yeah. And nine, nine stuck for you. Yeah. So okay. season eight, so season seven, it fell through. Well, you would have watched those seasons, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So I mean. I was a massive fan. I've I watched... don't really remember much from. Was eight Bryce? Yeah. Bryce's season? So yeah. People only ever remember the villains. So I think Correct. people, I think while we're filming, people actually try to be the villain. Yeah. I remember Bryce and then Beck kissing her brother. That's all I remember yeah. from that season. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. See, like the, that's her, the that's her, stuff. that's how she's known now. She's known as the girl that kissed her brother on maths. Um, I just saw that that's like, I feel, like I feel terrible. Beck's a lovely girl, but um, mm-hmm. I, feel like I feel, I think Beck has been nothing but lovely to me. So that's mm-hmm. never brought in the go of how people <laughs> Um, Beck, I saw that it was going like that clip's been going viral 
on TikTok for like overseas countries. How good is oh, it? No. I love it. Oh, no. I felt like resharing it, but then I, <laughs> I just don't want to put any more shit on the cast. No, no. I think like once you are a maths cast member, shitting on other maths cast members should be completely. Well, here's the thing. When I watched the show, I joined maths groups and was like, I was actually posting, taking the piss out of the cast members. Beck included. Not a troll. I was like, um, and I've spoken to Bryce about this. I said, bro, I superimpose your face on a gas lantern and said, you know, I'm taking this out for Halloween. I think it was like Halloween or something. I said, I'm going to take Bryce the Gaslighter out as a costume. I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, it was along those lines. I thought it was fucking hilarious, right? Did he laugh? Oh, when I told him, yeah. Okay. He's actually got a good sense of humor. He does. So but he then, I, so as a viewer, I used to get caught up in like the storyline and the villains. And I, like, I love to hate the villains and I love to cheer on the heroes, right? That's mm-hmm. the point of the show. Now that I've been on it, I will not do that anymore. Because I realize that you can be a good person and it makes absolutely no difference. Mm-hmm. What matters is what production thinks is going to make a good storyline. Mm-hmm. And they, they're happy to feed you to the sharks and throw you in the thick of it mm-hmm. in order to get the narrative that they want. Absolutely. Well, like, if producers had a heart, they would not have done to me what they did. Like, I was coming a year out of my dad passing away after nursing him for seven years. I'd just been sexually assaulted and... What else? Like, there, Sounds like it all was going like, on before. All this pile on trauma that they knew all about and they still stitched me up that way. And oh, they don't I care. Don't, they don't care. They don't like, care. They, I honestly think that if I had committed suicide, that they would have been like, cool, ratings, let's go. They knew, um, they knew that it was really important to me to show... Um, a real deep connection that I have with my son. Yeah. That I told them from the start, that's really important to me because as a person, that's where I run really deep Mm -hmm. and all the rest being a playboy, fucking around, you know, uh, working out, wearing clothes, whatever, you know, nice clothes, whatever happens, yeah, yeah, just wearing clothes, wearing nice clothes, whatever happens to be, driving a nice car, having a nice walk, all that shit, it's just materialistic. The thing that really matters to me beyond everything, I would give everything up. And I said this in my interview. I said, I would give I would give up everything. I'd give up the world. I just won't give up my son. Mm-hmm. I won't give up my relationship with my son. That's mm-hmm. the most important thing to me. Mm-hmm. And they didn't delve into that at all in my storyline because I feel like if they had it, it would have given me a lot of depth mm-hmm. as a character and they didn't want that. It's a lot easier to hate someone that is one-dimensional. I'm, I'm sure if you went back and like looked through stuff, there are so many psychological things that they do to us as a piece of meat to make us look less desirable to the audience. Like there was things with me where they always just showed me drinking and drinking and drinking. Mm. I only ever had one drink while we were filming. Yeah, they never showed me smiling. And like dogs. You never see any of the footage of me with my pets. You see like... Dom and Jack with their dogs, but you don't. You see me being like, "Oh, get off me to Jackson's dogs," because they were muddy and I didn't want to be jumped on in my white trousers. Right. And so so little me, things. It makes me look like I hate dogs. So mm. when I came off the show and I was like, "Oh, like, here's me and my dog," people were like, "You hate dogs." It's like. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I also like can't believe how easily led the audience is. Mm-hmm. Like, 
just because it shows you one scene of you not wanting muddy dogs jumping all over you doesn't mean you automatically hate dogs. Like, mm -hmm. people are so um, all or nothing mm -hmm. with their opinion of the cast, which I find incredibly shallow. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's not... <laughs> that one scene doesn't encapsulate all of Livia. And the one scene, um, you know, with me having a fight with Bronte doesn't encapsulate all of Harrison. It's just not... You know. It's just, you know, it's like, imagine, like, even, it's just, oh, like, having the nastiest fights and stuff of your life, which I'm sure that you probably got into a little bit, like, I didn't watch your season, but I'm mm. assuming there were some arguments that you were involved in. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, there was a lot of arguments that I was involved in, me specifically. <laughs> yeah, and mm. I'm sure that it was all edited to make it look like you were the only person saying nasty stuff well the the biggest one i remember was um it was the night that um i was at a dinner party with and claire was coming at me so melinda and claire lindell as well bronte had just refused to go to the dinner party claire was the one with jesse jesse okay yeah the one that kissed adam is that the cheating scandal yeah, yeah okay yeah. got it um we're going to have to... I'll have to send you the YouTube highlights or something oh so you can, God. like, get do your homework. Um, I couldn't So, <laughs> well, just to give you some context, I won't go into too much detail because I know you haven't seen it, but just to give you some context, I sat down at dinner and um, all of the women started just coming at me because I was sitting there alone and my relationship was falling apart on the back of the, the couple's retreat. Okay. And um, how good's the couple's retreat, right? It's the make or break for a lot of people. <laughs> Um, we'll get to yours in a minute. I was having great sex. <laughs> <laughs> so was I. So was I at the couple's retreat. It's like, wait, wait we're going to have to talk about which yeah. was my yeah. room. It's like a, the lucky room. Um, we were downstairs in like this old Victorian style room the at the, the end of the house on the corner. Yeah. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That is Bang room. Nice. That's the bang room. I can't believe we banged in the same room. Yeah, we banged in the same bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought there was like a weird crust on the sheets. Um, <laughs> so on the back of the couple's retreat, we get to dinner and Bronte just refused to go. Okay. And she refused to go because I think she knew that I was going to put it on her in front of the group and say, I want answers. I don't believe what you're saying. And she just refused to go. Like any time there was pressure on Bronte, she'd just bail, right? You know what, clever girl though. Oh yeah. Clever girl. Massive, clever massive girl. manipulator, yeah. I, I'm not gonna talk shit about Bronte, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I can. I've, I've had okay. a conversation with her, but I like, and I do like her. That's um, cool, yeah. That's- I You weren't married to her though. Like, it'd be like me defending Brent, you know? I wasn't married to Brent now. Exactly. Um, but, um, or, um, you know, any, any, any villain, pick any villain. It'd be like me defending them and you don't like them for whatever reason and you knew them. Um, but, you know, I do have to say that tactic of hers is very, very smart, though, because they can't fuck her up yeah. with editing or she just Correct, show correct. Up, so. Well, I wish I learned that sooner. Me too. So I'm at the dinner party and all the women are coming at me, right? Mm -hmm. um, Melinda's like, where's your wife? Why is your wife not here? And I'm like, has it in your fucking business? You know what I mean? Ooh, okay. And, um... She just kept going and I always, I always just would tell myself, keep your cool, don't bite back, do not swear, don't raise your voice, like just keep calm because the minute you show any sign of being aggravated or um, uncomfortable or that they're annoying you mm -hmm. or that they're getting to you, like an emotional response, 
that the production will use that to make you look aggressive and you know like i just knew i knew the production was always getting the women to push my buttons i just okay. knew they were i'd be having a nice calm discussion with melinda and they'd say melinda mic check and they'd pull her out from the table and she'd come back and she'd just start going for my jugular oh, yeah. so i knew i knew what production was pushing for and it was always the women none of the blokes ever came for me That's none of the blokes because the blokes a bloke, I would not fucking hold back. Like a, a mate or a guy, yeah. I'd be like, mate, it's fucking on. Like you and me, it's, it's you know, it's even. But a own. woman, a woman, I cannot talk to a woman the way I would talk to a man. And that's not sexism. That is just simply the way it would have looked on camera. And so when Claire started coming at me, I fired back with the ammunition that I had in my back pocket that I got told from Bronte. But what people don't realize is those women had been coming at me for like 45 minutes and I'd finally just had enough and said, well, if you're going to come at me and attack my relationship, I'm going to attack back. And the fucking experts in the other room are going, oh, look at Harrison, he's just deflecting. And I'm like, that's not deflecting, you dumbass. I don't know where they get their fucking credentials from. But when you are having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone and someone's attacking you and you fire back, that's not a deflection. That is a mutual exchange of firepower. I just had better firepower than she did. Mm -hmm. Totally. Well, like, what's that? I did a TikTok the other day. It was like Matt Rife being like, if you come for me, I'll come for you back and I'm better at it. So don't act like the victim then. Yeah. Like, and that's how these people were portraying Claire. Like, um, again, I've hung out with Claire since the show. Um, I, I feel like we're on good terms. I don't have any beef Water with her. The ridge. Yeah, look, it was part of the show. They're not together anymore. Like, you know, I'm not together with my partner anymore. And I kind of feel like we can leave the past in the past. But I'm, I'm still going to talk about what happened on the show. And that is simply that um, Claire came for me. I fired back. And then she wanted to play the victim. And I'm like, that's not how the game works. You can't bully someone and then cry bully at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going to live by the sword, you're going to die by it. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like in my season of maths, it was always the women coming for me. Always. Mm -hmm. Because production wanted that. They wanted they wanted the moment I would turn around and talk down to, get aggressive, raise my voice or belittle a woman and it would have been over for me. Mm -hmm. And I never did. Good. Um, well, you should be very proud of yourself. And I never would. I never would. I've never, you know, in, in all of the arguments I've ever had with um, partners in the past, I've never raised my voice. It's just not, it's just not how I conduct myself. You can see me in high pressure, well, you didn't watch my season, but if you see me in like high pressure situations, I just sit down, you know, I, I go into myself, I just focus on keeping calm and then I mm -hmm. try to exit the conversation or come to a resolution. Yeah. But production doesn't like that. No, absolutely. <laughs> they, wanted, um, they wanted the fireworks that they were getting for Bronte with me and I just refused. No. Oh, well, that's good. You should be proud of that. Mm. And it, but like, even if you refuse, because I stopped talking during a lot so like the final girls night and stuff in my season i didn't say a word the whole night i stopped drinking i stopped talking i just sat there you became a bit more recluse yeah i did pipe up once during our i said one really mean thing to holly who was the older lady in my season i've met holly yeah lovely lady she she can't be but mm. i called her a fucking mosquito cause, <laughs> but like because i was i sat there quietly all night and then like I got asked a question and so I was trying to answer the question and she was just drunk and taking jabs and snarky comments and talking over me and stuff and I said shut the fuck up you're being a mosquito 
Mm. She was being a pest. And mm. See, I couldn't ever say that to a woman. No, exactly. But like even that didn't get aired because then they'd have to show why I called her that. And No, they don't. They could have aired it. But then why would I like, They could only show a second of her being annoying and then you snapping I looking know. like you came across too much. That's what they do. That's what people That's don't understand. That's exactly what they do. But I think yeah. the way that I phrased the sentence was that I was mm. reacting to Yeah, something. you were smart. You were was, smart. Yeah. yeah, you gave context to your yeah. your pushback. Exactly. Right. So, but whereas like other things just completely out of context, like when you see the gym fight that Jackson and I have. Is that where he tried to take you to the gym and you're like, I don't like the gym? Yeah. So I was like freaking out because I knew my storyline was a lot about weight loss and things like that. And so I, they didn't tell me that we we're going to the gym. They told me that we were going for a bush walk and then we get to the gym and it's like. So they intentionally misled you. Yeah. And I, like, and Jack's. Jackson didn't tell me either and stuff like that until we got there and I was like oh fuck like thanks Jackson that's so many times like the whole like photo scandal thing like I didn't know that that was I didn't know that producers knew about that or anything anything like that until is I this the, the photo scandal with Dom yeah okay. I like and then you see I didn't know that Jackson had been like forewarned with that until the show was airing I heard a lot of the cast were talked to by production that yes. that they knew and they were like. Do not talk about this with anyone. Save it for the dinner party. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And like you see all their boxies beforehand being like the photos and everyone's like, hee, 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 hee. And Jackson's there being like, hee, hee, hee. I'm like, why didn't you tell me before the dinner party? Oh. Like, I was there because they took my phone off me. They didn't do a box. They play me. off. They play people they against play each people. other. And I'm just, but like nine, nine months later, <laughs> I'm watching it at home with him. And I'm like, why didn't you give me a heads up? Yeah. Because he was... Probably playing his own game as much as he was in a partnership with you. I like, I question, like, as sad it is, as it is now, I question that whole relationship because I'm just like, why were we together? Well, I wanted to ask you how much of, like, you watched your relationship back, same as we all do. How much of your relationship on screen reflected the reality of your relationship? Uh, look, in my head, like I'm in a pretty bitter place with my relationship and what it was now. Like a year, a year later, and like lots has happened. But where our relationship was on the show, we were so deeply in love, pretty much the whole time we were filming. You both were, or you were? I think we both were. Okay. Like, okay. I think so it was a mutual. You think? You, yeah. You like, definitely feel like he was there with you. Yeah, absolutely. I think I was a lot more vocal and. I'm, I've always been a lot more liberal with how I express myself, but in every way, should we make it a plane? <laughs> no, this isn't maths. Okay. <laughs> we had to do that as well. Fucking troll. Yeah, yeah. Fucking And then one night it rained so bad, fucking John slept on the couch. Yeah. It was yeah. hilarious. And I was like, fuck, I would love to sleep. No, you can't. Because <laughs> um, you've got to stay awake and be trauma. They come out with cattle prodders yeah, exactly. and wake you up. Yeah, no, they don't do that. Um, they don't. They threaten you with the edit. Anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, look, I was always like, I, and I'm still like that in my relationships now. I'm actually quite grateful for like this part of my character, but I was. Quite, yeah, good. You should be. Yeah, you I'm should like, be expressive yeah, how, you, how you want to express yourself. I don't like hold back in a relationship because I'm afraid of something. Life's too short. Exactly. Like, I was always like, like you saw on the show, like, I said I'd love you. He was like, I'm not sure if I'm there yet. It took him, like, another month before he was ready to say it. You had to go into the banger room. 
before he was ready. I know. I thought, I didn't wait. I was like, well, I guess I'll do the wedding night. I was like, it's on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's yeah. just like. My wedding night was not on and got ruined. Um, but yeah, no, I, I look, I don't know. I think that we should have broken up a long time, um, before we did. So yeah. when he cheated on me, I should have just left and not looked back, but I was in such a fragile Is state. that why the relationship ended? Um, in part, I don't think that it ever recovered Or do you that. think like the cheating was a symptom of a deeper problem? I think the cheating was a symptom of a deeper problem. I think that he really 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 wanted to enjoy his maths experience and his tv like jack had applied for every single show but married at first sight so when he was scouted for maths it was because he'd put himself out there auditioning for everything else um and so he really wanted to be on a tv show he finally got on a tv show we had the love story we had the love match um we were the only couple that was matched that was genuinely together for the entirety of the show um, like smooth sailing wise um, we had one fight that you saw at the couple's retreat that wasn't even a fight that was just Jackson putting me down a peg or two which I probably needed and I can accept that but um, that was the only disagreement or argument or anything that we had the entire time like when you see the gym wow, fight okay. when you see the gym fight that was me freaking out about filming in the gym because I was like oh my god Australia's going to laugh at me because I'm in my head I'm morbidly obese because I have extreme body dysmorphia. So I'm there thinking like, oh my God, Australia's gonna be laughing at me working out on TV and like, ha ha ha, what a fatty. So it wasn't about Jackson going to the gym. It wasn't about me even going to the gym. I go to the gym four, four mornings a week. It was about, I think Australia is gonna watch this on TV and laugh at me working out because I'm so fat. So, and then you see like later on, we're talking about his friends and we're talking about the gym thing and like I'm expressing, that exact thing is I freaked out because I didn't want people to watch me work out. But then you hear me answer a different question about his friends being like, you know, Jackson goes out on menders. Like he goes out Friday and comes back Sunday. Like, how do you feel about that? And I'm there like, no, he's got to stop that. Like he's not a frat boy. He's not in his twenties. Oh, and they cut that into the gym scene. And they cut it into the gym scene. So it's two different conversations. Right. Like, and I'm sorry, I, was on Married at First Sight, not like, hey, I want to date a 17-year-old boy. Like, mm. I'm not up for, like, wait, no, 17, that's not right. I don't want to date, like, a fucking, I kind of got where you were going. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't want to date, like, a kid that wants to go out and get fucked up. And right. Yeah, I got that. I got that. Yeah. What saying, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be married to a grown-up. I don't yeah. want to... Yeah. And be dealing with... Which, to be fair, when I was 17, all I wanted to do was go out and get fucked up. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's not what... I, that's not what I signed up for. Is no. To, no. Like, and Lord knows I've done that. So yeah. I don't need to spend any more time doing that. And I think that everything I said in context is completely fair. So you feel like the relationship was accurately represented on the screen? No, I think that it was made into a joke and it was people worried about Jackson's Well, I felt, I feel like you were saying that the majority of it was fair and then they sort of cut a few different things that weren't quite right to make a bit more of a joke. Is uh, That's the vibe I got. But you're saying yeah. the entire relationship wasn't accurately portrayed? Yeah, I think that, I don't know. I think yes and no. I think that I was just so hated that 
the respect to our relationship wasn't given within the show. Well, when I watched your season, I felt like here's two people that really care about each other. Yeah. And I feel like production tried to skew it into like a codependent relationship. I got that yeah, vibe. That's why you hear me like with the, so we did like a letter writing task. Yes. And that was horrific to do because mm. they. It's so uncomfortable. Well, because they paired us with Dom and Jack. And so I was already having a meltdown because it was like that horrific commitment. Yours was like the blueprint for our season's couple swap. Oh, fuck. That was terrible. Um, I didn't watch it, but I heard about that. I'm like, mm. why would they do that? I got Melinda, who I'd fought with from day one. Yeah, of course. That's exactly how it's going to happen. Yeah. Is you're yeah. Get How's that going to benefit my relationship? It's not. How's it's it going to benefit her? It's going to make you guys swim on It actually gave me more ammunition against Bronte. It's, that's like, not, it's just not. It was more toxic to do that to us. Of course. It didn't actually help our relationship. There is no, I, I don't know, I can't even imagine how they spun that to make it sound like, oh, yeah, this is a great exercise that is going to make people's relationship stronger. It's like, no, this is a shit staring thing. Call a spade a spade. Yeah. It was funny um, when I, just to give you a little story, um, and then I want to come back to your story about um, oh, the letter writing the letter writing um, when I came back into the room um, from Melinda and Leighton's room to my Bronte's room the production sat us down and we were on camera and we talked about what we had um, discussed yeah over and what we'd learnt about our relationships and none of this ever made it to air but I sat down with Bronte and Bronte was like at this point in the relationship, after the couple's retreat and stuff, she was looking for anything mm-hmm. to blame why our relationship wasn't working on. Okay. Outside of taking responsibility for the fact that she just was not in it and was playing me. Okay. And so I come back into the room and Bronte goes, um, you know, oh, Leighton and I just discussed like timelines of, the, of our relationship. And, you know, I feel like it's really okay if you and I are on different timelines. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she goes, you know, just with kids, like I feel like, you know, you, you know, um, just the timelines of that and whether or not I'm ready. And I was like, what are you saying? Kids, what are you talking about kids for? And she goes, Harrison, and she puts, she puts her hands up to her head like this. And she goes, Harrison, you literally said you want kids right away. And I was like, Bronte, what world do you live in? I have never said I want kids right away. A month ago, I was out fucking every girl, right? I've come in here to be with you. That doesn't automatically mean I want children. I've said I want children in the future, but like right away and put it like, she was making out like, she was, this was her new thing. She was making out like I was pressuring her to have children. And I was like, um, no, like stop. And this was my issue with Bronte all through the show was stop making up lies to try and just create drama. Was that on like, camera? Yeah. It was all on camera, but you, you don't see it on the okay, show, right? It's... And it, it, that's, it's so it's so annoying for my season of maps because I really wish production just had a little bit of integrity to show those things that were like, that one conversation was really the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of whether or not I could trust Bronte. Okay. Because at that point I was like, you know, we've had a discussion about moving in together and then she's like, I want to leave and go home. She wanted to go back to birth, right? Okay. So that was the end of the trust and then we're trying to repair it and she does this again. And like all every every way, every way she could have broken my trust, she did. 
from day one to the last day of the show, right? And yeah. if they'd showed it, Australia would be like, this guy's fucking, like, he's a trooper. He's putting up with a lot with this chick. Like, but by not showing it, by not showing it, made me look like I was the problem. Or at least it would be fair, because I think whenever there's, like, a relationship breakdown, it's always, too, like, there's always two to blame. Like, it takes two to tango. So it's like, you know I think I, mean? in, I think in a normal relationship, like, um, and I don't, I don't know, but I'm just, I'm just giving you an example of your own relationship. I feel like you and Jackson were 50-50 in that relationship. Yeah. In my relationship with Bronte, she went in with a game plan to use whatever she could to her advantage, and she was going to play me. Mm-hmm. like a musical instrument the entire time mm-hmm. for her own advantage and to gain her own platform. Okay. And she did exactly that. And then since then, all she's been doing is damage control, trying to pretend like that didn't happen. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to tell because it's like the show just adds in this extra element of confusion when it comes to relationships. And it's they're confusing at the best of times, let alone when there's this whole other thing of like, well, was that just for the show was that just for the cameras? Are they saying that now in hindsight to like save their public image or is it them saying that with a bit of perspective? It's it's really hard. It's really hard to navigate it. So when you, I, I agree. So when you did the letter writing challenge and then you guys got separated for 24 hours, is that right? Yeah, so, so that was- Tell me what that was like. I'm just gonna check the cameras. Yeah. Tell me what your separation from Jackson was like for that 24 hours and why you were so emotional. Yeah. So the letter writing challenge, so that came right after the last commitment ceremony, which was horrific. I got my ass handed to me by the experts. I couldn't, like, they got me to the point where I couldn't even speak. I was so upset and blindsided by what was being said and transpiring. And so the whole day I woke up bawling my eyes out. I woke up to all the message, all these messages from other cast members being like, what happened last night was so wrong i feel so terrible for you like what they did was outrageous etc etc so i woke up with like a swollen face feeling sick and then our producer comes in and she's like i'm so sorry but we have to do a task today and it took till noon for me to be like okay i'm up for it and it was the it was a task where we watch each other's first reactions from our wedding dates yes which, I remember that task. Yeah. yeah, and so for Jack and I, it was really lovely because he was there, like, oh, like, she's beautiful, I'm so lucky, blah 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 blah. For me, I was like, oh my god, it's fantastic. So it was a really beautiful task, and I was like, okay, I can I can do that today. And I was begging to see our psychologist because we have a psychologist behind the scenes, so not one of the experts from the show. It's like a real a real psych Mm -hmm. so I was begging to see her like please 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 I need a psych appointment um I need like I want to go see my mom like I was just so distraught and not okay like I was having suicidal ideations I was really in distress and it took until like they were like oh you can't see her until seven o'clock tonight and I was like okay like fuck so then my producer come back and she's like, we've got another task. It's okay. We're going to get through it together. And I'm like, fuck, okay, okay, okay. We're like, what is it? And so we get the letter writing task. And they're like, you have to criticize Dom and Jack's relationship. <sighs> and I'm there like, I don't want to do it. Like there is nothing I can say that's going to be taken well. Well, yeah. And it was, and I tell Criticize your biggest critic's I'm, relationship, right? I'm, but like, I didn't know... Like, I, I was already at the point where I 
I was so beyond the point of wanting to throw stones at Dom. Like, That's why they did it because they'd run out of fire. Because they'd stop giving them. Yeah. So that so what they were doing was fueling the fire. It with gets so you. much worse. Yeah. So they wanted to dictate our letter word for word. Oh, production did that with me. Yeah. Wow. They wanted yeah. they wanted me to criticize her voice. They wanted, and it was my producer on the phone to executive producers, <laughs> arguing the three, like me arguing. Who were my your EPs? Wait, am I not allowed to say this on podcast? They can eat my ass. Um, Tara was the Tara Brown. Uh, McWilliams. Look, oh, same person. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah she threatened me with a shit at it for mm. my season. And then oh she yeah, went, she, and then she went ahead and did it as well. Yeah, yeah, she threatened me. Like second I went out and got drunk. Um, so, um. I was at I was at the Pav and my relationship with Bronte was going to shit and I was out with my mates. I was having a fucking ball, right? Oh my god! And my producer's ringing me. It's like approaching midnight, and um. Wait, did you guys have curfew? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to be there by 10, 10 p.m. on a, I think it was like a Friday or a Saturday we night. We had to be back. And I was. They were ringing me. It was like um, it was like approaching midnight, and uh, my producer's like, "Where are you?" And I'm like, "I'm at the Pav." I'm getting lit. And she goes, you got to come home right now. And I'm like, I'm too lit to quit. <laughs> I love the phone. Oh my God. I'm so <laughs> I, I wish I had the balls. And then um, the next day they pulled me into a meeting um, with John, Tara and Alex and Molly, mm-hmm. the EPs for mm-hmm. my season. Mm-hmm. And they just absolutely railroaded me so hard. And they were like, if you don't pull your head in, this was like week two. They were like, <laughs> if you don't pull your head in, like, we're just gonna make you look like the biggest fuckwit, right? But they do it and anyway. then and then get this, right? Um, I said, okay, I'll quit drinking while I'm on the show. I'll I'll be a good boy. No, I'm sorry. I don't want to cause any undue stress to production, right? Fair um, and as I'm walking out the door to go into the dinner party, they were holding the dinner party. Everyone was intense. You know how we do the yeah, tents yeah. backstage. They were holding the dinner party for me to get out of this meeting so they could start the dinner party. And um, as I'm walking out the door, Tara turns to me and goes, she opened the door, she turns to me and goes, now Harrison, go and deliver. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so um, you know, I look back on that now and I just think we're just cattle to them. Oh, absolutely. They don't mm. care about anything other than ratings. And to be fair, um, Bronte's done a, a podcast since where she's just fucking total bullshit that I drunk came home drunk and stuff. I actually didn't drink for the remainder of the show. Mm-hmm. I probably had um, two, maximum three drinks, two Perfect. days a week or something. Yeah. Right. Oh I was never coming home drunk. I was. They threatened me with my edit, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna pull my head in. Yeah, right? I'm gonna stay in control of myself. Yes. Yeah. So. I never got drunk after that. Never came home drunk after that. Um, if I did drink more than, uh, say two drinks, like, which was on a super rare occasion, it was with Dan in the apartment and we would have like two or three glasses of wine and just talk shit. So I was never coming home drunk and trying to get handsy with her or any of the other shit that she's made up. Oh Jesus. Okay. That's it. Oh, I I should tell you some of the shit she's made up since the show's finished. Um, so yeah. And I, I, it was funny on the last day we do publicity um, after the reunion is filmed. We do publicity. So oh, yeah. we go in and do our current affair interviews and um, yeah. other other interviews. And John actually pulled me aside. John Aiken or John, John Walsh, oh, yeah. um, Channel 9. 
pulled me aside and um, took me into a meeting room. And I was like, I was thinking he's going to chew me out again or something's going to happen. And he, he, uh, he said, look, you know, thanks for everything. I wanted to pull you aside personally. He said, thanks. Um, you know, my advice to you would be don't turn on production, just ride the wave, all this sort of oh, stuff. Oh, no, you know that he's covering his fucking ass when they um, do that. And then, and then he called me a month after the show started airing and I'd done a bunch of media. I'd done the Today Show twice, I think. I'd done Fitzy and Wibar. Um, I think I... I don't think I've done Kyle and Jackie yet. I've done definitely done. I've done like ten radio interviews per day per week. Was that like, through Endemol Shine or had they um, muted you? No, no, through all through Endemol and Shine. Oh, because right, they right. muted me. So he no, that I was like doing the most media out of everyone. Um, John Rangman congratulated me on doing great media, <gasps> and th- so this was this was like a, probably t- a third of the way through the season airing on TV, right? So I'd done, I'd done so much media. I'd taken so much time off work and I'm thinking I'm going to put in all this effort, you know, like surely they're going to look after me with the show and they fucked me. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. fucked me. Did they do that. that those, those bits of lip service were just to kind of kiss me on the back of the neck while they were sliding it in. <laughs> like they fucked me. Mate. Okay. Yeah. No. Like at least I got that. You know what I mean? At Better than least you got, at least like, um, Look, at least you could advocate for yourself. <clears throat> at least you did get the... Because, like, from my Why perspective... Mute you? I think they mute people um, that they feel like are either going to say something that will embarrass the network, say something that's untrue, that the fans will turn on them for, or that are incapable of controlling what comes out of their mouth emotionally. I think Those are sort of the three things I saw people get muted for. I think that they were just scared that I'd say, like, what actually happened. So I think yeah, would, yeah, they I don't would, like I would, that. I, I want you to do storyline. Yeah, and like whenever I did do media, it would be like, okay, we're connecting you. Just remember your contract. You're not allowed to talk about what people didn't see. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I'm, I can't be there and be like, well, people didn't see the whole photo scandal thing, and it's not what it aired to be because mm. people think that I went on to her only fans and took a photo from behind a paywall when it's not it's we'll get to the we'll get to the only fans we'll thing to, thing, we'll but, but when you are doing the media i feel like um if you don't stick to storyline <laughs> sorry just nicely done i feel like um <clears throat> you got that if you <laughs> um i feel like if you don't stick to storyline they will cut your media and even though the edit of the show was terrible for me, um, I feel like I kept doing the media simply because I felt like at least if I'm doing the media, I'm getting a platform where I can say a little bit of my piece. And so I played the game because I wanted that those interviews. And to, to, to be fair, some of those interviews, I know for a fact the Kyle and Jackie O interview turned people around. Um, oh, yeah. I know for a fact that the Dominella podcast turned people around. Yeah. I know that seeing seeing me unedited is it, what turns people around. It really does. Um, mm. Like I can say that for myself as well. I was not given the media platform, but I have. I think I've done a lot on my Instagram, like lots of. Yeah, and I've seen you in. I've seen you in like media since. Some I have. I saw you on a recent one about maths. Where you oh, the, about the current cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I, and I've built relationships with people in the media, and like. Who are like 
Ali and Josh are like some of my very, very dear friends now. And it's like, I... Ali's, Ali and I are tight. Ali is a champion. <laughs> he is such a good boy. He's, um, he's very good at his job too. He's very, very good at his job. And yeah, and then... Ali, we're not here to kiss your ass. We're going to get we're back onto. We're, we're going to get back onto where did the where did the Dom versus Olivia feud really start? So, I there was one. I'm still going to out myself. So there was Jess Serchino, who was on my season. She was there very briefly. She was matched with Daniel, and Dom and I were actually like. She'll probably not agreed to this I probably liked her more than she liked me but I thought we were pretty good friends like we'd had a couple of good DMs. we were backstage before our commitment ceremony and Dom was fixing my makeup for me and Jess was Dom's a makeup artist right? yeah, yeah she is because she's a very good one okay um and see that's nice you can say nice things about I that. always I tell you what I said so many nice things about Dom even in the thick of our fight I said so many nice things about Dom in our boxes our the last dinner party like where it was the final cast, like the remainders before final vows. I did a huge Voxy saying the nicest stuff about Dom. Never saw any of it. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. But um, So Dom was fixing my makeup and she was just really, just was having a, like a nervous breakdown to say the least. The psychologist was there, Jess was not okay. It was the commitment ceremony before she left. She was not coping. Not hoping, yeah. And Dom had had a fight with her the other, like, at the dinner party beforehand and Dom was just really like muttering like fucking bitch and stuff like that under her breath and I was like this girl is clearly not well and that's very aggressive and I don't know it was just like the lack of separation that turned you off her yeah I was just like whoa like this like I, I don't know I'm like I, I didn't have a clear understanding of like what Jess had done to Daniel for Dom to be so like aggro about it right and yeah so I was a bit like whoa like that's a bit much like yeah. that's laying it on a bit thick and just like yeah. I, only I could hear it but it was just a bit like mm, I don't really agree with like kicking someone while they're down okay and so um that's sort so of you like, felt like that was a, a a crack in her character yeah I was just well like she was like that a lot like she was like that when the cameras were on right. and so to see that when the cameras weren't on I was like whoa like okay this is what you really like yeah. yeah, I don't know. It was just like I was. It was That's just. What you were it, thinking, right? it felt like oh, I just felt like Jess was having a very raw, like it, like she was so upset. It was actually quite scary to watch. Okay. And so to see somebody so down, so mm. down, and to see someone still being aggressive about them, it's like, well, like. Yeah. So now's the time to chill on her. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you're you're saying that, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you're saying that you saw a side to Dom you didn't agree with. Yeah. In that moment. Yeah. And it was um, like Dom off camera was always really soft and fun and probably a bit wild and had already done some things that I didn't necessarily agree with. But um, just seeing seeing that in that moment, I was just like, whoa, okay, like red, like red flag. And then I think later on, I don't know if it was that commitment ceremony or the next one, but... It was just like Carolina had fumbled her English a little bit. So I, don't, I can't remember how it came out to the audience, but Carolina and Dion were having trouble in their relationship. And Carolina was saying like, oh, yeah, like I was laughing at him. And everybody like gasped and was like, <gasps> like, what do you mean you were laughing at him? And she was like, oh, he was like funny dancing and 
like making jokes and cooking and being funny. So I was laughing at him. And it was just a clear distinction of... People don't know wisdom at... She's like, sorry, but English is her second yeah, language. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. she's taught yeah. herself English. I'm so, like, it was, she was just being literal. And so people like, we eventually sort of caught on that like, oh no, like this is... And she's lovely. I've met her in Karen's person. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, Karen lovely. is yeah. so soft. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was, and I, that, it's funny that they did come out on the show. Like, I, I feel like she didn't want the drama with Dom. I feel like, no, I feel like she was constantly trying to reject it, but then she's friends with you and getting dragged into it. But this, but no, so no, no, no. So there, oh my God. So there was the language barrier. There was that like little faux pas. Mm. And then the experts had like hand Carolina her ass. Like she had gotten like a verbal dressing down. Like she was putting him down. Yeah, like she had be she was absolutely annihilated by the experts. Like we hadn't seen Being anything. There. Yeah. I did I did eight, I think, um commitment ceremonies. Every single one <laughs> was just like except for the except for the endo speech one. They okay. loved that. Okay. On camera. Oh, sorry, they loved that in person. Mm-hmm. The edit was shocking. Of course. But in, in person they were all congratulating me on what? showing empathy for Bronte and, oh, we've seen a side to Harrison we haven't normally seen. Yay. And then on this show, they made a fucking mockery of it. Of course. Um, and then the next one where Bronte and I said we were falling for each other, they were like, the experts could not have been happier. Oh, my God. Like, and then did they not believe yeah. it when it came out on TFTL? Like, I think, I think um, John might have even had a semi. <laughs> like. Ew, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, That's an image <laughs> <laughs> But what I'm saying is that um, They they loved those two weeks That was the only easy two weeks But I still Even in those Even in those commitment ceremonies I was still getting a lot of I got Fine. the most pressure I'll say this I got the most pressure Out of any cast member this season and maybe even potentially ever oh my God. from production, from the experts and from other cast members. I'm sure. And people wonder why I come across abrasive and arrogant and argumentative. and Because you're uh, being like, like, I would challenge anyone. I would challenge anyone to go through what I went through and come out looking yeah. half as good as I did. And that's saying something considering how shitty my edit was. Fuck, that's a lot. That's a lot. Mm. Though, I don't know. Oh yeah, so sorry. Um, so so Dom, that that was a crack in Dom's character. But it was just like everybody's. That was a crack that I was like, okay, this goes a bit deeper than like what's on camera because we'd been mm. seeing things like she played it up for the cameras for sure. Like the whole. They all do. They all do. Um, I saw that on my season. Yeah, I think I don't know. I don't think I had like an off switch. Yeah, I know. Like who the fuck does that in real life? I've never seen any. I've never seen something shocking. Right, and seen someone in the crowd go. Yeah, no, true. That's yeah, like Lindel every fucking week. Oh really? Lately, <laughs> like fuck, man. I, Just be like, oh okay, that's interesting. Like, oh fuck. Yeah. Oh god. Um, wow, that's really interesting. Not. Hey, oh my god. Like oh. It's the the sorry. I just just real quick. I did watch one episode where Jesse. Um, Something had happened. I can't remember what the episode was, but what the, what the context was. But Jesse was there, going <laughs> his face. To this day, it's still. It's like I still cringe. laugh about it. Yeah, it was. It, but that was a genuine cringe face from him. Yeah, 
but it was so like animated. It was hilarious. The rest of the time, fake acting from it's, people. It's yeah. It's just you know. People turn it up. They know they're on camera. Exactly, and like you see people, like you hear what people have to say off camera, and then you see what they have to say on camera, and you're like, wait, no, hold on, I've whiplash from how it quickly <laughs> just changed your. Oh my like, god. Like, yes. And like it was it it got to a point with it that we were like people being fed things by producers. Yeah, did, did you they feel are. like you had bad actors in your season? I felt like there was really bad actors and yeah. I felt like I was behind the eight ball because people knew shit and like knew Right? Like I was like, why How do you know? I don't and I'm like, why have I been told? I'm nice to everybody. I'm but, nice to the whole I'm nice to all the camera crew mm. to all like all but the But you don't know anything. Like, I'm You're just so going nice through to it. my producers. Like, I am such a sweetheart to absolutely all involved, but how come I'm being, like, left in the dark about this? Because surely, uh, in my head, I was like, surely, like, Jack and I are going to be, like, the good <laughs> people because we're, like... The, like well, I heard I heard they could have flipped the coin on who the villain was for your season out of you and Doc. Oh, easily. Easily. Mm. I, heard they, I, I heard that production flipped a coin, like, could have flipped a coin and... Dom would have been yeah. the easy choice because she was. I felt like she, she was, had more potential to be a villain. I think it was just like. And I've met yeah. I've met you both in person. Yeah. And I th- I feel like, out of the two of you, I feel like Dom has much more potential to be a villain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to, I guess the universe's credit, mm-hmm. she's done another show where her true colors are starting to shine oh, through. Really. Yeah, yeah. Well, she just she just did a show where she, uh, you know, it's all in the media now about her having a big fight with Carrie Ann Kennelly, and um, I feel like that's the real Dom. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And we still only see snippets of that. Apparently, that went on for like fifteen minutes or twenty minutes. I'm sure it was a lot worse. Mm. It always is. It always is. Well, how's this? How's this for um, knowing things? Right. So, in the couple swap, I spent three days with Melinda. Yeah. And did you guys just sleep in the same bed? Uh, Melinda wanted to, I refused just out of decent. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, uh, she made it very clear that I'd be on. Uh, she actually wanted to put me outside on the balcony in the cold, <coughs> and I was like, just try it. Um, I was like, I'll take the couch, thank you. And um, but look, anyway, in that three days that we spent together, um, Melinda said to me, she goes, I know this year is all about toxic men and, you know, championing the women after your season. And I was like, how do you know that? And she goes, I've just had conversations with production. Yeah, exactly. Because Melinda and I got along really well behind closed doors, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and again, we got along really well. And then the next time I saw her, it was like she'd done a 180. And again, I was like, production, they've got the storyline. They're turning her against me. Mm -hmm. Like, look, she probably in her own head, probably didn't like me that much either. But we got along really well. In those three days, I cooked dinner for us. I got a bottle of wine. We finished it every night. We talked heaps of shit. I, I learned stuff about her that she hadn't even shared with Leighton, nice. right? Deep stuff that yep. about her as a person that I actually, to this day, still respect. Yeah. So, but they don't show any of that. You don't see any of our couple swap. Because they don't, they didn't fit the story. It doesn't work for you guys to get along. You guys are meant to be like, oh, she never sees. But I don't know how she knew that the season was going to show toxic masculinity. Because when they favour somebody, they tell you whose side to be on. Like Yeah, so that's interesting again, because 
Dan was having a bit of a meltdown one night on the phone to um, Alex. Okay. One of the EPs. And he got he gets off the phone and he turns to me because she asked him who you're with and he goes, I'm with Harrison. He gets off the phone and Dan and I are like best mates, right? He mm-hmm. gets off the phone, looks at me and he goes, she just said, be careful who you're friends with in there, <gasps> referring to me. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. And production played Dan up to be this businessman, this humble businessman. And he's pissed off at his head because he is like living our 18-year-old fantasies as a 40-year-old man. He drives a Porsche and he goes to the gym. He's banging all these girls. and None of that was showing. And when we the phone number scandal happened on my season, they played it into they made out like Dan was so innocent, the only true thing could be that I'm lying and throwing my mate under the bus. When in reality, we were both guilty of the same thing. But they on national television, the product the producers and the experts had the fucking hide to make out like that was so above Dan, that sort of behavior, that he could never go to a bar and get a girl's number. I'm like, Dan does that almost professionally every night of the fucking week. <laughs> You've matched him with this button down, you know, Indian girl who's never had a real relationship. And you guys are so intent on keeping this storyline that they could be compatible that you are completely going to throw me under the bus in order to keep it. That's what they did. Oh, no. Oh, no. I have see, I have no idea about Dan's story. So that's... Um, you got to watch my season. I, no, I had the decency to watch yours just I, simply for this podcast. Mate, I was like, I'm... Your, I think it was like your wedding episode. I had it up ready to go, and I was like, I can't do it. Like I, like, <laughs> you and me both. Just, it was more so that I just couldn't. It's not that I didn't want to support the cast because I think I've been very vocal about like, hey, if you guys need anything, please reach out, and I'm here for you. But um, I just can't support Animal Shine. I can't give them the ratings. I just didn't want to give them one more Fair. view. So we've talked about your relationship with Jackson mm-hmm. and your like the start of the feud with Dom. What I want to know is we get to the couple's retreat and mm-hmm. I saw Dom's – apparently Dom's relationship broke down at the couple's retreat, yet they stayed. Yeah, they stayed. Yeah, yeah, um, which I'm going to be honest, half happened with me and Bronte as well. Okay. Like we – after the couple's retreat, we just weren't the same – but and like, production did not want us to go home. Yeah, own it. Right? Just call it what it is. Well, you can't in there. No. You can't in there. Because that is it. that is like taking cyanide if you admit that to people in there. Oops. But now the show now the show has finished, um, and I don't have to play into their storylines anymore. I'm free to admit that like I didn't think that the, the relationship had legs beyond that point. Like I just didn't trust her anymore. Yep. But production did not want me to leave. If I left, they had no show. And they fucking told me that. That's not me. That's not my ego saying that. They no. told me yeah. if I left, you don't. We don't have a show. But like that's what they did with um, like the girls from Queensland. So like Sam and Tamara, they because we were still in lockdown when we were filming. So those girls wanted to leave well and truly before final bows or the last commitment ceremony. They won't let you go. But they wouldn't let them go, and they wouldn't mm. pay for their accommodation on the other side of the border. So they wouldn't, they're like, we're not going to pay for your quarantine. So you were literally stuck in New South Wales. You may as well. Well, finish. I mean, when, when we say that they won't let us go, we mean that they make, they, the obstacle between going and mm-hmm. staying is a lot of conversations mm-hmm. with production. The executive producers come down, Channel 9 will come down and they will sit down with you in a room and like, Manipulate the shit out of you. Yeah, and they will gaslight and manipulate, and they will also do everything short of groveling for you to stay. Mm-hmm, pretty much. I've heard of people getting offered more money 
people getting off at certain deals, other TV shows. I've heard of people getting off at other TV shows if they play along. Yeah. So, you know, um, production will convince you to stay. Mm-hmm. They won't They won't stop you from leaving. I that should say that. Right? Yeah. So we get to the couples retreat on your season and it's the girls' night. Walk me through the glass incident. So shorthand version is we sit down... We're having lovely, pleasant chat and then this like dark cloud comes over because Dom decides she wants to start going in at Carolina. Mm. And so it's like, I don't know because we don't have our phones on us or anything, but it felt like a 45-minute rant of Dom just going for Carolina's jugular. Carolina, Sam, Kate, Selena and I had all gotten ready together and there was a conversation had with Carolina of like Dom's had a really hard day with Jack let's try not to fight with her tonight and Carolina was like okay got it like let's just let it go I don't I'm not I'm not interested in fighting with her she's upset already and so Dom basically has a 45 minute monologue just going at Carolina and Carolina's like and you girls all sat there through this we all sat there listening 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 sort of just like hoping for it to like hoping for it to finish what the fuck did she talk about for 45 minutes just insult after insult I'm sure and Carolina just copped it Carolina just sort of copped it a little bit but like stuck up for herself but kept her cool and was just like yeah okay like so that you guys the attitude was kind of like this isn't the place or the time let's just let this burn out and then we'll keep going pretty much is that what I'm getting and we could yeah we could hear the boys on the other side of the property having like screaming with laughter like Al was jumping in the pool like in the pond and you know having like it was just such contrasting nights but um I think I piped up a couple like I tried you could hear like I was trying to like lighten the mood and have some girl talk and it just got to a point where Dom just kept on bringing the conversation back and it was just getting so it was getting nasty 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 and I piped up again to try and say something to again try and not so much change the subject as I had already tried to do but I was trying to just diffuse it and she starts like putting her hands to her temples and like like what's it called like shaking her head and complaining that she's so bored because i'm speaking and i oh it's being really rude right yeah Yeah, yeah, and i lost it because i just had to listen to her on a rant dressing somebody down that she doesn't even know she hasn't spent any time with her yeah i just absolutely lost it i saw red it i didn't say the right thing like when i talked about her voice because that's not what I meant. I meant her tone of voice, which I think is an absolutely... I actually picked that up. I feel like you were saying the way you're speaking, you didn't articulate it how you are now, but I feel like like we were all smart enough to realize that you weren't like mocking her voice. No. You were saying, you're coming across really aggressive. Mm -hmm. This is not okay. Mm -hmm. The way you're talking, I think you said the words, the way you're talking to people is not okay. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I might be ad-libbing a bit there. But... um, I definitely got the impression that the, <laughs> the focus of what you were saying definitely wasn't on Dom's voice not being acceptable or like that it, the voice she was born with isn't okay. It was the way she was using it that wasn't okay. And she took it in a direction that made her look like more of a victim rather than going, oh shit, sorry, am I being too aggressive? I'll turn it down. Ownership versus victim playing. And there was a lot of time between, mm. like, there was 
like the whole situation was calming down and then out of nowhere she smashes she that starts glass. escalating it yeah and smashes that glass so it was like everything was calming down you can like you can kind of see a sniff of it be like see that's like nice like why can't you speak i saw you like say that. that didn't you didn't you say yeah, that? yeah absolutely okay. and, it, and then she just went my voice isn't okay and then she like worked herself up and was like oh i have to have a moment to be a victim here so then okay. she smashes the glass she stands up she puts the glass down in front of ella but like in i've never been in a situation like that before I've never seen somebody smash or break anything in anger, which I like. I don't mean to be a princess about this, but that's a very scary thing to see a woman screaming and then smash something. smash something and stand up holding it. So she continued to hold the stem of the glass yeah. after she had smashed yeah, it. Yeah, only for like a couple of seconds. But when you're in a like heated and scary situation like that, everything's in slow mode. Was there anything so, that happened? That wasn't shown behind. Yeah, you that. don't you don't see her like I've seen the footage now because I did like report it. We'll get police. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um. So I have seen the full. More about the show. So when we watch the show, is there anything that the audience didn't see that happened at you, to you, around you with that glass? Um. So the audience, what they saw is they saw it smash and then you don't see it anymore. Correct. So you don't see her stand up and see it in her hand as she's standing up on the table. So she stands up, she has it has in her it in hand, hand, and what does she do with it then? She like sort of tosses it in front of Ella, who's on her okay. side. I don't know which side. But so she was waving it around? She wasn't waving it around. She just like stood up holding it and then put it down. Okay. So she wasn't trying to stab me with it or anything like that. Right. Um, right. It was just... Yeah, it was just this Well, that, that's my next question is because after that incident happened, and, and again, I know how they edit the show now. Yeah. So I feel like they played a little bit of what you were talking about one stage, and then, you know, in the next scene, we see you talking about it again. Yeah. And they've showed it in a different light and used different audio, and then in the, another scene. So it seems like the story was always changing about what happened that night. Yeah. And what I want to ask you is, did you intentionally change facts about what happened or did you say it all the same consistently and they've chopped it at different stages? I honestly don't know. Like I know that I was very scared and very traumatic and my recollection of what happened was not the same as what it like what it actually happened. Yeah. Um and I can admit that. Like, I can admit that I was so fucking terrified in the moment I probably thought that it was worse than it was. But it was still pretty fucking bad. Okay. So, um... It, I, I'm, I'm just going to say one thing. It takes a really, really big person to admit when they were emotional and worked up and they might have said things that weren't accurate or details you. may have changed. I just want to, like, really Thank applaud you. you for that. because. Thank you. 99.9% of people will never have the fucking backbone to say oh, that. I'm not here to die on a hill of she's the devil and I'm mm. so hard done by and da da da. I'm not gonna, I'm not, that's not, I'm all for being honest. And so she smashed it. She smashed she set it. set it down. She's, well, like the thing that, like, the thing that, like, scared the shit out of me was she smashed it and stood up holding it. Okay. So that's. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. That's fair. I'm That's aggressive, I'm, isn't it? I'm in a way. Well, smashing it in the first place is aggressive. Yeah, and then holding and it. And then like, standing up. And it could it could be used as a weapon yeah. at that point, couldn't it? And everything's going in slow-mo and it's scary yeah. and I'm trapped in a picnic table between two girls. Like I'm on the edge of a balcony, like I have nowhere to go. Yeah. Um she's No, I can see how that situation would be confronting. Scre- yeah. Yeah, she's screaming at me and has clearly lost all control of herself and she's this image of her standing over me holding a broken wine stem is seared into my memory. That's terrifying. That's fine. I've, I've never been in a situation like that. She didn't yeah. wave it. She didn't. She did not use it as a weapon. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. But I, I wasn't saying that was her intention. I was just no. like, in your mind, and and I've been in situations like that where you think, what is going to happen next? Yeah. And like, even and, and the thing is like, the 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 second that she's holding it and then puts it down, that second goes for a long time. It does. Yeah. It does. It's in slow mo, yeah. and I've. Like, luckily, I've never been in a violent situation in my entire life. So for that to be my first encounter where it's dangerous and there's broken glass and... Clearly, you've never tried to sell anything on Gumtree. It never happened. I'm I'm very privileged that I have not experienced any sort of violence and I'm very aware of that. So if anybody's listening thinking that I'm being an absolute princess, like I'm very aware that I'm privileged in that I've never experienced any violence. I don't think um, the line of privilege is drawn through who has or hasn't experienced violence. Mm -hmm. I think think you've been very big in admitting that um, the details might have changed in some oh. of the recollection of that story. So I guess for me, like straighten it out. So she smashed the glass, she, she's held it, and then she's put it down in front of Ella. And then was that the end of the situation? Did anyone step in at this point? No, like, no, no one from production stepped in. Um, I don't know. I, it's like kind of all a blur. Like okay. my memory really... Well, this is like over a year for you. Closer to two years. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. And... Yeah. Um, Look, my memory is pretty bad. Like I, like even That's cool. it's That's like cool. a lot of PTSD. Um, but yeah, no, I don't really know. I think Tamara came back out to smile in the bathroom, missed the whole thing. So I think Tamara mm. came out, Dom ran away. So I've been told that since then, mm-hmm. Channel Nine has shown you more footage of that night. No, I had to. Or you got it sent to you, or you viewed it, I, or I reported it to police. Right and. Um, they showed me the full footage from three different angles. How did the police get footage? They had to subpoena it, I think. Is that the word? I don't know. I mean, I think a lawyer subpoenas things. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but I think Endemol Shine gave them the footage. That sounds more plausible. Like, Endemol's given it to them so that Mm -hmm. they could do some sort of internal investigation. That seems more plausible to me. Uh So 
the cops showed you, they the showed police showed me, you the footage? And it was like, this is obviously intimidation here because there's no other reason to smash a glass in an argument with somebody if you're not trying to intimidate them. Um, but I just decided... So there was, there was any more... So there's not really any more to the smashing of the glass than mm-hmm. that. It was no. just it was just a... In the heat of the moment, she smashed a glass in anger. Yeah. And then... Did you guys get separated after that? No, she ran away. That's when she runs away and cries. Yeah, she ran away and sweats. And you guys were all sitting at the table kind of shocked going... Yeah, like, what the fuck? Apparently, right, right, right. Uh, Kate, Kate was like, I think I have glass in my eye. Carolina had glass in her mouth. Um... Oh, so it went everywhere. Yeah, it went everywhere. It was it was literally like an explosion. Dom had glass, like little bits of glass all over her face. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Um, if you watch it, I don't so think I, I I don't think that was her intention. To intimidate me? No, to um put glass everywhere. I just think that that's a byproduct of yeah. a silly decision. Yeah, totally. like look, I hitting I, other people with the shrapnel of glass. I always thought that she was very remorseful for it, um, but then she got it tattooed on her, so it's like mm, actions speak louder than words. How sorry can you be if you're so proud of it? She got broken glass tattooed on her. Uh-huh. So it's like, how sorry can you be if you... I mean, the girls of my season got season X Roman numeral for 10, and I'm like... That's just celebrating the season of maths you're on. It has nothing to do with your relationship or the journey you took. That's okay. That's okay. I um, feel like I feel like people that get the tattoos from the show are like it's pretty lame. I look each to their own. Like they might have other reasons other than relationships together. Yeah. Like it might be about the friendships and stuff. Like I'd get a matching. Like I probably wouldn't get a maths tattoo with like my girlfriends from the show, but. And if you get if you get a matching tattoo with a friend that you made from the show, yeah. it's kind of different context yeah. to um the symbol X or um or a broken glass. Oh, like or, X is in like X. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Got um, it. But yeah. So when the episode aired, I want to ask you because we've had conversations in private, but now mm-hmm. I want to put it out yeah. in the public. So when the episode aired, what was the public's response to watching that? To terrorize me, I was prepared to terrorize you absolutely because I thought in my head before that episode aired, I was like, There is no way she's going to come out looking all right. And <laughs> you have no idea how production works, I until know, that point, right? I know, I was like, Oh my god, <laughs> I've seen like some of the worst people I've ever met get really good edits. And then you, I know, yeah, you see like some of the best people you've ever met get shit edits and it's like fuck I, I, I will go as far as say I love some of my castmates and they Look got like terrible it. edits oh, and like um, shout out to Alyssa one of the nicest people I've ever met re- runs really deep emotionally for mm-hmm. her son um, you know our sons are similar ages we, we have we actually connected over that we of have like course. a sim- we have a bit of a bond because we're both single parents yeah. both have kids similar ages both boys so we had a lot to talk yeah. about on the show, right? And um, whilst you don't see it, I have a real deep respect and admiration and care mm-hmm. for Alyssa. She's one of the Alyssa. loveliest people I've ever met, I honestly. And whilst I watched my season back, and I've got issues with some of the things she said about me and my relationship, looking back now, I mean... Do I blame people for going along with certain narratives and stuff? No. I've just decided to let that go, right? But what I will say is her edit does not in any way reflect who she is as a person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She's lovely. She's she's gorgeous. I have a lot of time for Alyssa. Um, and yeah, so you've you've met or I spoken to her? I've spoken to Alyssa a fair bit. 
So did she reach out to you or you reached out to her? Um, I think it was a, I think I saw her burner account start following me. <laughs> and I was like, hey, sis. <laughs> That's yeah, cute. I, yeah, and I think it was before her edit even like started going south or anything. And I was just like, hey, girl, like, if you need me, I'm there. And she's like, I just cried the whole time. I'm like, I know how that feels. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what was the question that I was The question to... was, um, what was the public's reaction to... Oh, God damn. Um, <laughs> horrible. Absolutely horrible. So it was literally just like... I, I thought that I was probably going to stop being so annoying in that episode. I thought I was maybe going to get... A little bit of shit, but then also like a little bit of sympathy. And I thought it was going to air to be a horrible situation for all involved. Um, but it was somehow I like it was it felt like I was being victim blamed, like by the public, because it was like you wound her up. You pushed her to do that. And it's like, no, that was. Oh, people come up with all sorts of yeah. ridiculous theories. I'm like, I didn't like I didn't. Some of the shit up. I've read from people, it's like. Did you put any thought into this? I know. It's like, oh, you were talking about your sex life to wind her up. I'm like, no, I was talking about sex life because I've been locked in a room with a boy for two months and I mm. wanted some girl time. Yeah, yeah. And so girls talk about we sex. We talk about sex. Same as guys. Sex. I've worked in a sex shop my entire 20s and, like, I'm having some of the best sex of my fucking life. Shout out, Jackson. <laughs> and, like, I he was good. To, no, I'm kidding. I want to talk to my girlfriend about it, you know? Yeah. Like, I want to see if, like, like we'd had one night way back in the beginning, like two weeks into the show mm. where we all got absolutely fucked, like fucked up drunk together. And the girls went into mine and Jackson's room and the boys stayed in Jack and Dom's room and all the girls, we just like talked about sex, no sex, what we like, what we don't like. It was just one. Did anyone throw their keys into a bowl and say, let's just. No, it was the girls. Oh, outside. come on. Um, no, there is a story. I'll tell you off the podcast. <laughs> but, um, after the podcast. I'll tell you. Only so. fan stories. No, not even. It's like <laughs> one, I've already, I've already said this story publicly. One bride got a bit drunk and like fully cracked and onto another groom in front of everybody. Oh, look, that's... Uh, that's always going to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so... That was like the biggest drama of our whole fucking season was a bride cracking onto another groom. I know. It's like, oh God, people... Are, like other seasons have had like full orgies and stuff. Anyway, that's... Our season was so boring that that was the biggest scandal. No, no. Like season seven, this cast was... Um, Who? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what was what was the public's response to the? Yeah, victim blaming and like not that I love to. Well, blame. Pe- did people? Do you feel like they took Dom's side and you were the villain? Overwhelmingly took Dom's side. Like I think that that glass smash like was when I was born a villain. Mm. This horrible traumatic thing happened because it was me. the show was going well for really both of you up until that point, right? Um, I think I was annoying for people. I think that they were playing me off up as being quite smug in my relationship. Yeah, but... But I... Yeah, think, yeah, yeah. The edit was leading to what it was going to be. Yeah. But I feel like the edit still wasn't bad yet. No, no. Like, yes, yes, they're leading. Yes, I, I agree with you. But up until that point, it wasn't a bad edit yet. No, I was yeah. just annoying and smug. But that yeah. was like, okay, a villain is born here because... Yeah. How many weeks before... So couples retreats roughly halfway through the show, mm-hmm. right? So for me, I got a shit edit from day one to day end. So I don't know what it's like to have a nice... I got the... I think I was... People started hating me from the second dinner party. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, so I got... I was like the sweetheart for about 
an episode and a half. Yeah, because you came in with like a, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I've my eyes wide open, heart is open to finding love. Yeah. You know, I've I've got this baggage, but I'm willing to set it aside and try and be good enough for someone, or yeah. I want someone to see me as good enough. That's kind of like the impression I got mm-hmm. from the get to know Olivia mm-hmm. part of the show, right? Um, and I've probably articulated that horribly, but no, 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 you um, did a good job. Yeah, so I feel like I feel like um, watching you, it was very easy. I think for a lot of women out there to identify with you, mm-hmm. empathize with you. And really, I feel like you were the front runner from that point on. Like watching the show, I was kind of like thinking, she's definitely the sweetheart. Exactly. And yeah. that's why people hated me even more when it didn't turn out that way because people felt betrayed. Yes. It felt like I had a mask on and the mask slipped. Yes. It's like, no, 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 no. You're just seeing a different dimension of a flawed person. And I'm not this perfect cupcake of a person. I'm. But you admit it, though. Always, like, always. You've said that in this interview, you've said, I got emotional, things changed. Yeah. I'll admit that. Like, that's fucking huge, right? I, I don't know if Dom would have that in her. I, I won't speak for her, but... She, in fact, I would, I would go, sorry to cut you off. I would go as far as to say Dom doesn't have the ability to say sorry. No. Um, Dom in, on her podcast called me a fucking cunt. Yep. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, very strong words to use for someone you don't know. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually got her number and called her directly. And I was like, I said to her on the phone, I was like, so, um, you know, you think I'm a fucking cunt, do you? And um, this was like, this wasn't straight up. This was like after probably on the phone. We probably talked for 45 minutes, maybe an hour at this point. And she goes, yeah, look, um, you know, after talking to you, I probably wouldn't say that again. And and she was so badly wanted to say, I'm sorry. I could hear it. Like, mm-hmm. but she just circled the drain mm-hmm. of actually apologizing for crossing that line. Yeah. And I feel like that is the the dichotomy that separates the two of you is that you have the ability to actually, you know, self-assess and go, I may have slipped there and I'm human and I fucked up and I'm sorry. I don't think Dom has that ability. I look, I don't think that it's in her best interest to To admit fault. Well, it's just to like even bury the hatchet with me because her and I have been offered mediation. And things like that. We've been offered so many things. Why would she want to uh, resolve it and make you look good? Why, why would she want to well, do that's that? that's the thing. It's not in her best interest. She carries no. on about how she needs resolution and how <laughs> she needs to heal well, Mediation would be a good way to do that, wouldn't it? And she, she carries on about all this unsolved stuff with me. But then she doesn't... Well, any of that just, would let you off the hook. Yeah. She, she just... Instead of actually sitting down and having a conversation with a third party that is there to resolve should, the we issue, we should have her on the pod. All three of us. <laughs> she won't do it. Um, but no. she, but she was more than happy to sit behind a keyboard and throw insults and threats and try and. Bait have me. you ever thrown insults towards her over a keyboard? Not over a keyboard. I've said things online, like I think I went on a rant. She put out a very aggressive threat. 
to me and my girlfriends and I went on a rant and was just like, and did a Q&A and I was just like, calling a spade a spade, like, no, nope, this is what actually happened, like, this is what I think about this situation. Um, I, it wasn't the best night, but that was in October and I haven't spoken about her online since. So I don't answer Q&A questions about her. I don't... You stay clear of the issue. I stay clear. I haven't said her... I don't allow her name to be on any of my pages. She said to me that she was still waiting for an apology from you. So we have... What do you think that's in regards to? Because she wants me to admit that the OnlyFans photo is something that it's not. She wants me to... Well, let's... Let me ask you, what, what got shared? What photo got shared? It was screenshots of her public social media accounts. Because on the show, they alluded to it being of a graphic nature, of a, a, like maybe a nude or a, a, a semi-nude. It was, they alluded to it being yeah. like revenge porn that got shared. No, absolutely not. It was photo. It was multiple photos of her public social media accounts. So her open screenshots of her Twitter, and there was a suggestive photo. Okay. That was acceptable to have on a public profile. That she had posted? That she had posted. So you've screenshotted something she's posted? I didn't screenshot it. So it came from, so what happened was the glass smash thing happened. Yes. I was messaging my girlfriends, one of whose messages. Outside of the show, right? Outside of the show. Okay. I was messaging my girlfriends like, this fucking crazy thing happened to me. Is this a breach of contract? Like, I want to go. You're having an event to your friends? Having an event to my friends. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I didn't even say her full name or anything like that. I was really like, cause I was cautious of producers looking at my private messages cause they had my passwords. So I don't know if you guys had that. We did. <laughs> um, yeah, they did. I didn't care. Yeah, no, I yeah. did. I was so like paranoid about it. Um, anyway, so I didn't even say her full name, but she just, Domenico had just been released into the Daily Mail the day before. So it's weird seeing yourself in. The news, yeah. Yeah. Um, so my girlfriends, so I think I said Dom, and they took that, Googled her, found her YouTube channel that had her OnlyFans link in it, mm-hmm. Googled the OnlyFans link, and found all of these open public social media pages that had... That she had posted to the public. That she posted to the public for purpose of advertising. Was any of it behind a paywall? No. No. Okay. Dom's even said publicly that her OnlyFans account was shut down while filming maps. Is that true? I don't know. I don't know. So how could you access? I don't know exactly. So I don't know. I don't know. So I was sent these screenshots. I was drinking with Selena, Brent, Cody, Al, and Jackson. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. She's got all these like public social media pages. What the fuck? Because we were just talking about it. I heard that she was trying to advertise it during the show or, or was posting to that account during the show, trying to drum up business. Probably. Well, she was allowed to keep it open, and that—that's what I'm. That's do, exactly exactly what I'm suggesting. Do, yeah. Yeah. They do such a deep dive of your social media and things like that. They would have been across the account. Well, that's what that's what I was angry about because there was already so much favoritism being shown towards Dom. Because in what way? Well, she smashed a glass. She was violent on set, and she was allowed to stay. She was being tipped off with all these situations. Like there was just so much going on that we were having a conversation about her being fake like having all this favoritism from producers towards her and then this all these open social media accounts come out and it's like well fuck like how come we've got to have our shit on private and she gets to she gets to advertise and be working like, essentially from these well, accounts profiting, yeah profiting from these accounts so and profiting from the show 
Exactly. So that's what the conversation was. It was never like, haha, look at this nudie. It was like, what the fuck? Like, why is she like Why are you allowed? Why are you being entitled to this? And the rest like, of us are being disadvantaged in a way. What's like, what's the go? So mm-hmm. that was it. And then I didn't send, I think it's, I've read it a million times that allegedly I sent it into a group chat. Not the case. Um, so you got it sent to you from your friends? From my friends. I showed it. Where did you send it to? Only Selena. Okay, but you showed okay. it to other people. I showed it to the five that were in, in the room person. with me. In person. In person. Didn't send it phone. to them. Didn't send it to them. You sent it to Selena, who wasn't there. Who was there? She was so there. It was asked. Brent asked for it later, and I was like, mm. well, "Why did Brent ask for it?" Because he wanted to. He was telling, obviously, telling tomorrow about. Couldn't he just Google it? Yeah, exactly. Though that's why I was like, "Oh well, I'll just like send it through because you can just Google it." So. Do I, you feel like Brent had ulterior motives asking for it? Well, I wonder who told producers about it because it was never anything. Jackson and I complained to our producer about it in that, like, how come she's allowed to have it? And our producers just shrugged it off and was like, it's Dom, like, she's the favourite. So... They said this to you? Yeah, that's how our producer, like, shrugged it off. Like, she didn't even write a note. She so she didn't like, say she's the favourite, that's just the impression you got? It was No, it was, like, very clear. She was like, no, like, well, it's Dom, like, because it was known on set that Dom... Right, right, so you've, you've, got the, you've got the vibe from the shrugging it off that it was, like, Dom is above a reproach on this mm-hmm. issue. Yeah, she's like Dom gets away with everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, like after that glass smash, like Dom gets away with everything. Well, to be fair, I feel like production probably shrugged a lot of shit off when it came to me as yeah, well exactly. because they were like, "We can't control him." Like, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. that's the thing, and they, they they need you on the show. That's the thing. So they need. Yeah, you. yeah. Looking back now, I I probably um, would not have cared about their shitty rules as much as I did. Because the, the, the bargain that they made with me was like, you abide by our rules, mm-hmm. we'll be favourable to you in the edit. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, well, I just wasted three months exactly. of Exactly. Yeah. Why would I, I don't bother to be good to you when you were not going to be yeah, good yeah, to me. Yeah, exactly. So, so you get the impression that like, they're not going to take this any further. They know about it now. They're not going to take it any further. So how does it go from you showing it to a few people, you, you sending it to Selena, how does it go from that to then the blow up at the dinner party? So the... So it actually happened ages before the dinner party thing. And production separated you all? No. So the dinner party, like when it came out on camera, Mm -hmm. it had happened weeks, weeks before that. Really? And not shown? Not shown. No, it like hadn't been brought up as a full cast at all. Like it was just something, it was just a little bit of like, it was just like a little blip. Like it happened, like we talked about it that night. I never spoke or thought about it again. Right. It was like something thoughtless that had happened weeks and weeks and weeks prior. And then producers either heard about it and waited to bring it up at a later date or somebody else was gossiping with their producer. I feel like producers write all their shit down and they're like, they will pluck what they need to make a new... Like, Mm -hmm. they can make something from week one, a storyline in week eight. Like, we know they can do that. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So you feel like they recycled this storyline in order to bring more drama to the show? Yeah, I think that it happened. Our whole cast kind of forgot about it. And then they were like, oh, we need something. We need something juicy for this dinner party. So they so that's when it, they yeah. got it up. They got it. They got it going so everyone was doing voxies, talking about it. Jackson did a voxie behind your back where he was sort of laughing it up. And then you go into the dinner party. Were you blindsided by it or did absolutely. you know it was coming? I felt like something sick was happening because they took my phone off me really early. Like, they usually take your phone Were you in the tent with Jackson waiting for yeah. the Yeah, yes. And he didn't say... Yes. Do you feel like he didn't say because he was mic'd up? No, I think he just genuinely forgot or, like, didn't think anything <laughs> Good of Good one, it. Jackson. I know, I know. <laughs> 
I, I made the mistake of telling Bronte everything and she used it against me. Okay. Phone, like phone conversations I'd have with my mom. Oh, and um, she it up. Yeah, yeah. So um, day three of our honeymoon, I rang my mom and I'm like, this chick's crazy. Like, oh, I, okay. I can't stand her. And mum goes, um, you've only just met, like, and I'm like, mum, we went go-karting and she had a full-blown mental breakdown, like, over go-karting. I was like, that's not someone I could see myself with. And mum goes, yeah, but think about the wedding and all the chemistry you had together and the look in each other's eyes. She goes, we see it, everyone sees it. She okay. goes, put put your heart into it and give Australia a love story. Oh. And the, yeah, well, exactly. Like, mum was, those were, those were words that... Those were words of encouragement. Yeah. Bronte cherry-picked those words that I told her from day three of our honeymoon, brought it into a fight in like week seven and was like, uh, no, sorry, sorry, week six after the couple's retreat when I had a go at Claire. Bronte goes, well, you know, um, you're faking your relationship because, you know, your mother told you that you need to give Australia a love story. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like... My mum said that like day three of us meeting. It's it's got no no it's got no relevance now. And like months after the fact. Well, that's an, and like mass relationships like a week feels like a year. Yeah so yeah 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 like, exactly yeah. Like, so much happens in a week on that yeah. show because of all the filming and all the shit you have to go through and yeah yeah. Um, but she she was constantly doing that like yeah. she could get a job as a producer because she would cherry pick something and stab you in the back with it. It's weeks and weeks and weeks after it's happened. Doesn't sound like that's a bad idea, actually. <laughs> you know what? Um, if anyone could bring the drama to maths, it would be her. It but she's a, she's too hungry for the camera, though. Yeah. She'd be she'd be the only producer on camera. Um, okay, so you felt blindsided by it at the dinner party. Yeah. Well, so you see it. You see me like not like I think tomorrow. Disassociating she, from the whole thing. Yeah. Like, What's this about? Tamara like, said something, and I was like, "What is everybody talking about?" Because it was like everybody whispering but like not saying anything to ah, me yeah so you sort like, of felt like what's going on yeah i was like what's going on like mm. and tomorrow's like the photo I'm like what photo like you can see me be like what photo and she's like the photo of dom and i'm like oh like yeah what? you're like, so like we all know about this what's yeah. the big deal i'm like what i don't get it and then yeah she was like this is another thing of editing so she said something and like why would your friends like Google her and I was like, well, if somebody smashes a glass in your face, you Google them. Like, that's pretty. I think I heard you say this. Yeah. yeah. And people, so that's why people think I like. So, like, you did it. And I'm like, no, my friends did it. And it's like, yeah, because you, line. so, so that's, that's the part of the story we never got is it? Yeah. You're on the phone to your friends venting about this person mm-hmm. who has just done something quite like mm-hmm. aggressive. Quite. And like, yeah, yeah. 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 And then they've gone, oh, we're going to find out more about this person. Yeah. Like, who dug is up this a little person? bit of dirt. Yeah. You've shared it. I always got the impression that you shared it with the intention of throwing mud at her. No, absolutely not. Mm. So what what was your intention to show other people? It literally just came through to my phone while While you were there. While we were in a room drinking, talking about it. See, that is so understandable. You've got this news that's come to you and you've gone, hey, look. Yeah. It's not like after the fact, an hour or two later when you've read yeah. it, and then and then you've gone, hang on a minute, I can use this to no, my advantage. No, it was like, haha, ammunition. It wasn't, yes. it was never, it was yes. never, people think that I had it in my back pocket and I was using it to like, 
you know, embarrass her or anything like that. Totally not the case. It was, it never went into my pocket. It was literally on my phone, in my hand. I get these messages. I'm like, holy shit, show everybody. Mm. Like not everybody, but like who I'm in the room. And it wasn't. So it was shocking to you. And so you shared some news to people. Yeah. And it was never like, oh my God. With malicious intent. It was, and that's what I mean. Like Jackie O handed me and I asked me like, it was malicious. It was malicious. And it's like, no, it wasn't. It was just a drunken, stupid mistake. I didn't think that it, like, I didn't think that it was ever going to be on camera. I didn't even think that it was going to be something that Dom would ever know about because it's not a big deal. I didn't know everything was, gets shared in there. I don't, but like everything's I, ammunition. But like, at what point was I ever to expect that it's a secret when it's public? You weren't, but that's exactly. not that's not how the show works. Exactly, and that's the thing yeah. when people say revenge porn, it's when a like, so that would be if a photo was shared with the expectation of privacy. These photos were screenshots of public, open to the public social media accounts. There is no expectation of privacy. So they weren't behind a paywall. They were not they behind were a publicly paywall. available, something you could have Googled for yourself. Mm-hmm. Easily. Okay. Easily. They couldn't have been that bad if the Daily Mail shared them. I'm exactly. just going to say that. Exactly. Yeah. It yeah. was, and it wasn't, and it wasn't like. So what was the public's reaction? So we've got the glassing incident where people were like, you're saying they terrorized you. Mm-hmm. I think you told me, you told me privately and I took, correct me if I'm wrong, if you yeah. want to go into it, but someone waved a glass in your face. Yeah. I was at a, it happened a few times. So a, few times. a few times. Someone has waved glass in your face. A few times. A few times. Yeah. It's like the fun thing for people to do, I guess. It's like, Hey, let's go for it. That is fucking terrible. And yeah. anyone doing that it's should feel disgusting. ashamed of themselves. Totally. Totally. That is the worst of human behavior oh. is belittling, someone's but they trauma. they think that it's okay because they don't think a glass was waved in my face and to be fair like a glass wasn't waved in my face but a glass was used to intimidate me so um yeah no it's um people like it's you know it's it was an absolute witch hunt as someone who's been in a situation like that that is fucking disgusting it's really scary and I'm really sorry that that's thank, happened thank you I do appreciate that mm. um but and yeah. so then when this OnlyFans thing came out, so we've had like the glassing incident, the public's reaction to that. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming not all this happened in the one day, but um, so since the show was in, what, what's been the reaction for the OnlyFans leak? That was like the nail in the coffin of any sort of public redemption or... <laughs> the nail in the coffin was when you signed the agreement yeah, to go on was, maps. That was... A, that was the nail in your coffin. A, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah no I like I I don't even know if I can properly articulate how much outrage came out with the OnlyFans scandal and believe me I'm such a believer in like women's like sexuality and things like that well you've joined OnlyFans yeah exactly like I I would have already been on OnlyFans if I wasn't studying to be a teacher like, I'm so for it. I always thought it was super cool. If anything, I admire Dom for doing it. Like, you hear me say on the show, like, get it, sis. Like, I'm not here to slut shame anybody. Did you say that sarcastically? No, absolutely not. Like, you see like you see me so confused that it was, like, on the show, you see me confused that it's blowing up because I'm like, it is public. I think, I, look, I'd have to, I don't want to speak out of school, but I feel like when they cut that line in. They made it look sarcastic. They made it look like you were belittling her. No, so that was probably on the back of another conversation that had happened and you were, you were actually saying, you know, get it. 
Yeah, you know, totally. Get, get, like, that, was, get that bread. There's like, there is not a fiber yeah. of my being that ever slut shamed her. And like people were so misled by the show and the edit that like, I still get it every day, every single day on social media, people commenting on my stuff being like, but didn't you slut shame somebody for doing only Correct, correct. So they feel like you're contradicting. I'm a hypocrite. I'm a yeah, hypocrite. yeah. I've had to ban yeah. the word hypocrite from my social media oh. pages. And it's like, I'd never, you go back. I've had to ban the words handsome, attractive. <laughs> you just get called it it's so much. It's just so much that I just can't. I've got to filter the comments out. I don't mind the gaslighting, narcissistic comments. It's all the handsomes. And, you know, it's just too much for me. <laughs> I just feel like, come oh, on, shit. like, give oh, me shit. a break. You know? <laughs> um, oh, shit. So you've joined the platform what was the response to you joining the platform like beyond like obviously you talked about the fact that people called you you know let's talk about you've joined the platform when you joined it was with jackson no i joined by myself okay what was the motivation to join i literally just wanted to see what OnlyFans was about because i'd never actually been on the website despite what people may think and was your intentions to start making money selling nudes or just to join and see what the fuss was about just i just wanted to see how the website worked so okay. I signed up as a creator because I was like, I don't know if I'd actually subscribe to anybody's. I have like negative 17. Can you still on. subscribe as a creator? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, view other people's like, stuff. I was, yeah, I sort of, I signed up being like, mm, maybe, like, I don't know. So I signed up blank account. That was on the 2nd of May. So it's officially been one year since I became an independent creator. Um, but I, so signed if up. If I'd known, I would have got you a OnlyFans cake. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know until I just thought about it. Just <laughs> um, but yeah, so I signed up at like two o'clock in the morning, couldn't sleep because like I'm being traumatized. So I am <laughs> insomnia. Uh, signed up just for like, what the fuck's going on with this website? I don't even know how it works and it's ruined my life somehow. So <laughs> it's like, all I can hear is OnlyFans, OnlyFans, OnlyFans. I've never actually been on the website. So I may as well see what the fuck goes on on OnlyFans. Um, and did you start looking at other people's content? Is that the no, first thing you did or no, you just started I, seeing how the website worked? Yeah, I think I just like signed up and sort of got a bit freaked out and clicked out of it. And then a week later, went back in. I was, I, yeah, I was like, what? Like, oh yeah, I did that. Like what, how, like what's going on with that? And I yeah. saw that people had subscribed to my your account that you created. Yeah, and it was a blank so account. So you had your name on there? It was this it was a blank account, so no photo, but it had the same handle as my Instagram. Oh. Yeah. So people were like, Olivia's joined OnlyFans. Yeah, I don't know. I like I hadn't Or pe- people were obviously searching it. Yeah, it was yeah. people were obviously looking for it. So I think I had like I think I had maybe like a hundred subscribers for like wow. people, like just clicked on it and signed up to it for free with nothing like blank account so i started sort of thinking and i said i mentioned something to my manager max about it i was like like what about OnlyFans?" and he was like if you do that you're a fucking genius like you just saw like ka-ching ka-ching um and i was like okay okay maybe maybe i'm thinking about i'll think about it and then i mentioned it to jackson and jackson was like your body your choice love and i was like "Mm, really asking your permission to do it but um but thanks but yeah (laughs) that was just his way of saying that he would be supportive so yeah um which credit to him he was always very supportive and then i launched it and it went absolutely fucking nuts like it was just this insane thing of i think i was lucky enough to have a platform from the show and also all this controversy behind me joining OnlyFans that it blew up. Did he join with you at some stage? He 
joined, he created his own account about two weeks later. So after you, I made an insane amount of money in the first day, let alone my first. Was two this weeks. when you started posting content, or when yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So I launched it on the twenty seventh of May. Okay, so, so you, you logged in on the second. Logged in on the second, created the thing. Properly launched on the twenty seventh, and how did you launch it? What, what what was that involved with? I it was actually quite subtle. So I created a little website because you can't just post like an OnlyFans link directly to Instagram, otherwise your account gets banned. Um, so I okay. Jackson we were down in Melbourne. Jackson was getting his veneers done, mm-hmm. and I was sitting on the lounge while he was I don't know I don't know how he fucking wrote me into it he was like please come with me I was like okay so I ended up sitting there for seven hours while he was in the dentist chair so I created a website and then I just posted a little photo of me in my bar and said OF by OF subscribe here's the link and it just went okay so you created a website people clicking on it went mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. um so I set my own fans up so like put like a one little blurry photo on it and set my subscription price to $14.99 and yeah rest is history I don't know many men that could do that what per- yeah I feel like that's it's definitely a female dominated platform oh 100% the ability to sell Jackson that did, as a product Jackson did pretty well though like yeah. he his I think cause like his and I don't want to like be cocky and stuff but I think his came off the back of mine and oh yeah, yeah obviously like, yeah the um allure of doing the 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 creators most of the highest paid creators would be women and most of the highest Mm. paying subscribers would be men let's be real yeah probably there are some there like there are i'm gonna actually look at the statistics so i'm not talking about my ass but i I do not think that only fans men are making as much money as women on there there are a few. There are a few. There's always outliers. Yeah, totally. I think like Tiger or whatever makes yeah, it come, but that's yeah. like that's a different kettle of fish. Yeah, yeah. That's huge celebrity. You know, that's not like average Joe no. going on maths. Totally. Then creating early fans, doing really well out of it. Just mm-hmm. I just don't see. Like, for example, he's gone back to plumbing now, Jackson. Yes. Yeah. So I mean how successful could the OnlyFans career have been if Earning two grand a week as a plumber is more enticing. Yeah. Look, I think the... I've done... Like, even Daniel from my season, he was doing it for a while as well, and he's not doing it anymore. I think that, like... I think it's... For the boys, it was just, like, a quick cash grab. And I know that... I I don't know how Daniel did, but I know that Jackson did pretty well from it. Um, I am lucky that it's become quite sustainable for me like that's all how much money would you say you've made from OnlyFans um all I know that it's 600,000 US wow so yeah. over a million dollars Australian I think so I think wow so. yeah so um and it's still quite consistent like I'm still doing quite well I've been posting less and less but I've got some cool like photo shoots and stuff coming up so amazing yeah. How was the Maxim cover for oh you? My God. Did I, that do anything for the OnlyFans or um, vice versa? No, not really. Like, I think that it was already, I think Congratulations that, on that, brother. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So Huge proud. deal, right? Yeah. Well, I think I'm the first, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I might be the first maths girl to cross over hmm. into... Evelyn followed very quickly behind me. I know. Yeah. Her photo, she was so gorgeous. I actually, I sent her a text and I said, um... 
you know, Evelyn, I just want to congratulate you on getting the cover. I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, I, ha- I will not look at the photos because I think it would be inappropriate. It's too much. <laughs> yeah, I don't, like, I, don't, I don't look at you like that. Like I see yeah. you as a friend. Um, but congratulations and, you know, I wish you all the best. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, she gave me a little sneak peek before they came out. <laughs> did she? Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Probably them to Duncan too. Um, <laughs> I, did, I did hear from her the other day. She wants to do a video or something. I don't know. Maybe something for her uh, podcast. I don't, I don't actually cool. know. So we're going to do something in the future. But um, I have remained friends with a few of the girls from the season and those friendships really formed after the show mm-hmm. because after the show you go into events and you're outside of the experiment now mm-hmm. and the women that I've hung out with have actually seen me in person where they don't have the strings attached of production and, and trying to be friends with Bronte and like that those things kind of melt away and then you're mm-hmm. left with you know you're in a room with someone that you might have gone through this big ordeal with, but then they see you for the first time as like a person outside of the show. And they, yeah, like I've created, you know, friendships that I really value with these women now. But I, I wouldn't have had on the show ever. Absolutely. I completely agree. Like Tamara, Tamara and I are like really, really good friends. Mm-hmm. Like I'd consider Tam like one of my best friends and I didn't get to spend any time with her on the show. And my, not that my opinions of her were ever clouded. I always, I always really liked her, but Brent was always our boy. And so. How do you feel about Brent now? He's hurt me. He's hurt me really badly. He seems to hurt people. He seems to hurt people in his wake for what Brent wants. Yeah. I think that for the public listening, I think you need to have a really good look at who has remained friends outside of the show so those who can hang out with a group of people or speak to any member of the cast without it being a problem that like i think it just speaks more about their character than what you may assume so those of who come well out the, the fact show, that he abandoned you when the edit was going south speaks volumes to me as a person oh, because absolutely. i knew what was coming for certain people mm-hmm. and i have continued to remain friends and offer support to shannon who's going through a terrible time currently okay. in his private life, mm-hmm. things that have absolutely nothing to do with the show mm-hmm. that have possibly fallen apart as a result of the show. Got it. And I don't feel like he should be punished in his private life for what happened on a public TV absolutely show. Not. Absolutely not. And so I will continue to offer support and okay. be as good of a friend as I can to him. Yeah, of course. And not to like, you know... Um, like put myself pit myself against Brent in terms of character but it does speak volumes to me that he would abandon his so-called friends mm-hmm. when an edit goes south mm-hmm. when I've dug even deeper for my friends mm-hmm. when their edit has gone south or their life is going south well that's the thing like it's just so I agree with you on that yeah I think it's like look at Dom and Ella like they only really have each other mm. we most of the girls are all good friends like I've just come from a weekend away with a bunch of girlfriends from the show. I think, I think Dom and Ella only wanted each other out of the season. That's the vibe I get from them. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I think they're happy with you having your circle and then having them. But it's like, doesn't that speak volumes when they only have each other and everybody I never else? saw them on the show as like having a girl yeah. pack or being That's with the other girls or like something like that. On the show, people were like... Like the whole... I feel like there comes a point where like when the whole... like. Like, I was listening to Evelyn speak about this at the 
you like Yahoo thing and she was like I think that our edit got the gist of the essence of the room and so the audience was feeling how the whole room was feeling most of the time whereas for our season it was like we'd all like as a group a lot of us would be frustrated with Dom and the like Dom would have say to say or do something to upset the whole group and then the audience wouldn't see that so the audience would say like how come like the whole group's against Dom like poor Dom so it's like have you left any room for the possibility that you might have felt it offended the whole group but it didn't I pardon have you left any room for the possibility that you think or feel it might have offended the whole group but it didn't it might have seemed like that to you but to everyone else they're like oh that Mm, wasn't offensive no 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 it would be like arguments with like multiple multiple people people. people. right that's giving me more context yeah Yeah. it'd be arguments with multiple people speaking out against dom or something something they don't agree with not and like not just dom i'm just using her as an example because that's the easy you don't have to tread water with dom like if you want to say something you go right ahead and say it yeah i just i just it's i have gotten the habit of just like not talking shit about it like i yeah but i mean at the end of the day like like um, i know there's a difference you're doing yourself a disservice I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but, um, for me, I'll just use myself as an example. I don't have anything against anyone I was on the show with, Bronte included. Yeah. That's But I will talk about, um, our time on the show Mm -hmm. and how disappointed I am in Bronte slandering me since the show, show. right? I feel like Bronte won. She won maths. Mm -hmm. She got a better at it. They hid all of her warts. Mm-hmm. and all of her bad behavior and they made me the bad guy and she won mm-hmm. that's not enough for her she had to go out and try and you know talk shit about my sex performances oh, Jesus. she's made up she's made up absolute shit about me being violent on the set of maths she's um what else has she done she said that i'd come home drunk and get handsy with her which never happened but just a bunch of shit that like i'm like you already won like you came across looking better than me the public's going to like empathize with you as the woman. Yeah. Right. You, you kind of won. Like, why are you now You don't need to, like, being a sore winner and trying to kick down Yeah. when you won? Well, that's like, the whole and, thing. But I'm glad that she did. I'm glad that she's done it because so many people look at that content and go, that's the real Bronte. Mm. And, just... and now because she keeps opening her mouth, she's losing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but like all I'm saying is, if you have something to say, say it because yeah. you regret it later. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like that's exactly how I felt about Dom. Like, and that did you see that hate party she threw? No. Oh my god! So she threw a full party for like the final viewing of, I think it was the reunion or something. Mm. And they had signs all over the party saying "We don't serve Olivia's" with like my face and it crossed out, mm. and they were chanting "Fucking grow up." And, like, keep in mind, I had just been at Cody, like, Cody for my season. I'd been at his birthday party, I think, three days before. And I had spent the whole party venting to Jack Miller about how suicidal and depressed and, like... And that shit's no joke, like... And that's no joke. And and it does happen. Yeah, and I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to, like, keep alive with this. Like, this is so fucked. Like, I'm in such a deep, dark hole. Mm. And, like... Then to see him three days later standing next to Dom chanting fuck Olivia. It's fucked. With what, 300 guests? Yeah, it's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Like how, how does that not get called out for bullying? 
because people just love her so much. Because but that, how does it not get seen for its, its in the light in which it was intended? I don't know. I think she denied it. She was like, I didn't see a sign there, and it's like there's photos of her posing next to it. <laughs> there's like my face comes up. There's videos. Like, yeah, I, I don't get a lot of accountability from Dom. No. And people people say that about me. They're like, you know, take accountability, take accountability. I'm like, I've taken accountability for my behaviour. Same. Just, yeah, I'm not, like, but I'm not going to admit the shit that I didn't do. Well, that's exactly the thing with the OnlyFans photo. Like, yeah. I'm not going to say I'm so sorry. For no, that I respect that because that's not what happened. And no. I've, I've said, say how it happened. I said to Dom at the reunion dinner party, mm. it didn't air, but I said I'm so sorry for how that made you feel, which I'm not sure is a good enough apology. I feel like when you say I'm sorry for how you feel, it's kind of a bullshit apology. But this is the best that I can offer you. I'm really sorry that I've hurt you, and. So you apologised to Dom? Yeah, as genuinely as I could. She said that you've never apologised. Exactly. I apologised in front of... So she's lied about you apologising? Yes. Okay. Yes. I apologised as best I could. And I said, I don't know if this is good enough. I'm not sure if it would even be good enough for me, but this is all I can do. And that was at the reunion dinner party. That I think that's all I said all night because I was had COVID and was dying. <laughs> And it's that thing. I'm like, oh. Okay, so you've, so you've, you feel like, you don't feel like you did anything wrong, but you see that you crossed a line into I, Dom. I think that I did something wrong. Like I should never have like gossiped. Like, I apologize if, like, if, if I we're not like allowed to gossip. If we're not allowed to gossip about people, I'm so I'm very guilty about gossiping no, about. I, and I, I apologize for putting words in your mouth. Then, so I, no, I was trying to articulate. Yeah. I was trying to articulate for for myself. So, um, you realize that you crossed a line with Dom. Mm -hmm. And then you apologized. And mm -hmm. so for her to say that you've never apologized is incorrect. Mm -hmm. Okay. But like, I don't know how she gets away with lying about that when it was in front of our entire cast. Oh, please. Bronte gets away with so much shit when it was in front of the entire cast. <laughs> Bronte admitted at the final dinner party before we broke up um, that she has a pattern of lying in relationships, that she has a pattern of talking bad about her partner. Like, she admitted all of it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and this was after I called her out for all her lies. Never see a second of that on, yeah. on the show. Never see a second of it. Oh, all I wanted to focus on was even um it was funny when I watched the that dinner party where she walks out and you know she um she says I never want to see you again. They don't even show me speaking. But when she was doing it, I was like, Yeah, sweet, like go. I don't care. <laughs> oh my god. Like yeah. don't let the door hit you on your way out. And then uh, at the at the reunion, you know, where you watch your relationship on the TV. Yeah, did you guys do that? Yeah, we, we did that. Um, did you guys you on the couch? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, Bronson and I sat on the couch. We watched our relationship back. And um, you see all of that footage. So it's very interesting that they never played it. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't fit their narrative. Like, everyone said, you guys are 50-50. You're as bad as each other. Don't lie. No, me, me and Bronte, yeah. People yeah. said that about our relationship. But then the edit is like 90-10. Yep. That's exactly what happened to me. No, I get it. I do get it. So I guess the last thing I wanted to touch on with you um, is, so I wanted to talk to you about mental health because I feel like, I feel like you've got a really, really good message about mental health. And I just wanted to talk about the taxing on our well-being from the show. <sighs> so without, like without delving into too much because oh, no, I know I know it's a very emotional topic let's, right let's go deep <laughs> um, into that it. black hole you were talking about earlier so yeah. 
the mental health aspect of the show, let's give um, as season 10's biggest villain sitting with season 9's biggest villain. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I feel like we have like a special bond over that actually. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I feel like it goes season to season. Like, yeah, I felt yeah, like yeah. that with Bryce. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't just... wait to uh, sit down with season 11's biggest villain and um, go, what were you thinking, you we idiot? Will, we all have to just <laughs> embrace. It'll probably be a woman because I feel like they alternate. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to sitting down with um, her or however gender they identify them, with. Them. Um, so <laughs> I've lost my fucking train of thought. So the, the, mental health, the mental health aspect of the show, it's a very real thing. And I wanted to talk to you about... When you come off the show and you watch the relationship back that happened on screen and the fights that transpired and all of the events that you remember witnessing, when you watch it back as a viewer, it's obviously very different to how you lived it. Yeah. And so I feel like there's an unspoken mental health toll in that, that it's like you're now being gaslit about your own relationship from the network, right, point of view. And then you have to deal with the public that then come for you mm-hmm. and they don't have any of the context of why things happened, how conversations ended and started. Mm-hmm. The public has no fucking idea about what we went through on the show, mm-hmm. yet they become armchair experts. And I, I, look, I was a viewer, I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. They become armchair experts on you know, conduct and behavior and relationships editing. overnight. Editing. Right? They all think you can't edit. They all think that they are experts. The, the, the one I love is they couldn't edit the words in your mouth. And I'm yes. like, um, yeah, but you don't see why those words came out of my mouth. Exactly. And if you did, what came out of my mouth would seem passive and fair. But even to like the people that come at you, so the trolls, mm, mm. they are just a different 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 things i don't know anybody. they're usually very very unhappy people they are and that's why like that's why they're so dangerous because they're willing to go so low well the ones the ones that are the ones that seem to you'd have to tell me about your experience but in my experience the worst online bullying the most abusive comments the stuff that i would never write to mm-hmm. another human being have all come from women like middle-aged mothers usually with their kids names in their instagram bio and peace Mm. and kindness a bible verse something like that (laughs) yeah i i can almost guarantee nine times out of ten if i was to click on a troll's comments it would have be kind and their kids names in their bios i just can't work out It, it it boggles my mind the majority, the overwhelming majority of online bullying that I've received has come from women. I look I That blew me away. I I I wanna I wish I could, I wish that I could disagree with you and be like, no, women have each other's backs, but it's not the case, you're right. That's the thing. Mm. And it's like, mind you, some of like the most like I do get a few a few heinous messages from men, mostly middle-aged men, but it's again it's mostly women. It's I'd say it's ninety ten percent women writing these horrible things, and it's like girls do yeah, better. Like, I, I see like ninety five percent women, maybe yeah. five. I've and the funny thing is, um, with the men, um, look, I, I don't. I make it kind of a point of not trying to interact with everyone. Mm. Oh, don't but um, 
the, the interactions I've had with men, it's like they just think I'm a dickhead and then that's kind of it. They don't, they don't really have any, like, they don't really want to talk about it. It's yeah. kind of like, no, my mind's made up, that's it. Yeah. The women want to talk about it, but they then, then they want to argue with you. But they can only, uh, the, their hands are tied behind their back because they can only argue from the point of view of what they saw on the show. And then what's frustrating is like, if you're going to have a strong opinion, you have to have some evidence to supply. And I've asked women, I've said like, okay, well, show me where I gaslit Bronte. Like, like I want you to, to show me where you're getting this opinion from. Because if someone asks me opinion on why I think my car is better than other cars, mm-hmm. I will show them the cars I was looking to buy in that price range, why I think that car outperforms them, mm-hmm. the, the things that it comes with from the factory that I liked, I upspect it, and that's the car I bought, right? You back it up. I back it up. Evidence. I can give you sales receipts of other cars that were selling for the, you know, like all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I can give you clear evidence. And we're not buying a car, but I'm just giving you an example <laughs> that when when I ask people for like, okay, why do you have this strong opinion? And they go, you know, because, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I say, okay, well, like, show me where that happened. And they go, just watch the show. And I'm like, I, f- I fucking watched the show. I lived it. Mm-hmm. You moron. Mm-hmm. Like I was there, I know what and you're happened. trying to tell me what happened in your life. <laughs> yeah, well, I do yeah. the same thing. People are like, "You slut shamed somebody," and I'm like, "Quote me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quote where quote. I slut shamed someone. Quote me. Yeah, quote where um I Bronte and I made a deal to fake our relationship. Mm. Like I have said openly that she offered it to me, oh. but I never took her up on that offer. No. I never said I was there to fake a relationship. I even told the executive producers about that and they were like, yeah, a lot of couples have those conversations. I think everybody in their wedding night is like, so are you here for legitimate reasons or not? Yeah, fair. I literally, fair. Jack and I literally had that. I was like on top of him and I was like, so are you here for real? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Keep going. <laughs> well, he was inside you. No, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I remember, I remember like sitting on him. I don't know if it was at that point. So you guys were in the act of sex and Maybe. you're like stopped and you're like, hey, um, so Maybe. <laughs> he's like, can you let me finish first? <laughs> From the angle of it, I'm like, wait, are you here for like genuine reasons? And we might have just been talking and like yeah. flirty. And as he's thinking, you're like slowly squeezing his balls harder and harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yes, I am. <laughs> no, no, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. He was so sweet and like naive and then. TV happened to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, it happens to the best I of know. us. But no, um, yeah, I totally agree. Like, viewers just love to think that they know you. Know you. They know yeah. everything that happened, and it's yeah. like you are seeing three percent. When I sat down with Dom and Ella, they said to me, "You know, the viewers say that we know you, and they're like, you do know us." And I'm like, "Fuck off!" No, but they're just playing in. Like, that yeah, they're quite them. exactly, they're it's, exactly. It's, and I'm like, "Fuck off!" They don't know who you are. And that's what I, so I... The viewers got like 1.1% of who you are. Yeah. They got a very, very good percentage of them. Um, they don't, they no, got, no. Like that's, that I, would be so wrong. That would be like me, say with my sweetheart edit, like with my one and a half days of looking like the most wonderful person on this planet. <laughs> that would be, and mind you, I always owned it like my whole personality in its entirety that's why like they could chop and go back to my master interview and it was like me admitting to like shitty things that i've done and things like that because i was never trying to be the sweetheart mm. but that would be me you know what i mean if i was if i kept that 
persona up and that would be me being like no i am this wonderful person all the time like mother nature blah blah blah, blah i'm fantastic la 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 that's just not being genuine or authentic or anything it's like fair you know what i mean it's just mm. it, i think people are so dimensional and like onions and ogres and there's so many layers to people and i think anybody that hear thinks, that fucking layer speech one more time from people oh my god but it's just like people that i was very impressed with your season um Jesse. So I... Nicest guy. Nicest Genuinely guy. Genuinely nicest guy. He... Did not deserve what happened to him. N- no. And... But I feel like he didn't get a bad edit. He didn't get a good one. He didn't get a good one, but he didn't get... He wasn't the villain. And so... He wasn't the villain, but he wasn't... Um, He did not get the... Edit Hero deserved. status that, that he, he deserved. deserved. He showed a strength. On the show, yeah. the likes of which I still am yet to ever see from a man. Oh he sat there whilst the experts went at him yeah. for probably 10 or 15 minutes mm-hmm. in the most savage, attacking mannerisms I've ever seen outside of my own experience on the couch with them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's like. And he <laughs> sat true to himself the entire time, like a rock. Mm-hmm. And then they kept trying to put his relationship failure onto me because, again, it fitted a storyline. Um, and and I, I was thinking to myself, I made one comment and their relationship is done. Like, what kind of relationship is that? Ah. And and they're like, you know, if you hadn't have come to the dinner party, you know, and Harrison hadn't have said those things, would you still be together? And like all of these leading questions. That, so they're trying that, to like blame. 100% leading. Yeah. And, I, and I, you know what's funny? At the reunion... So mm. I'll, I'll jump back to Jess in a second. Yeah, that's At the okay. reunion, John was doing that with Bronte. Oh. And I called him out on it. I said, John, You've done this you're before. leading Bronte with these questions. Yeah. And he goes, Harrison, I'll get back to that in a minute. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Deflection, yeah. right? Yeah. Actual deflection from an expert, quote unquote. Keep in mind, they used to be called psychologists and then they got devoted to experts. <clears throat> yeah, well, they're not, um, they're not practicing. Um, so Jesse sat there while John, Mel, went at him yep and they were like asking him all of these leading questions and he turned to them and he said don't put this on has he's been like a brother to me mm-hmm. and that was really really i saw a strength in that man in that moment that i have yet still to see in terms of character from yeah. another man yeah he deserved a saint's edit yeah for what he went through, the kind of person he is, he genuinely is a gentleman. forgave Claire on the basis of he. F- I don't want to talk for Jesse, but I feel like he forgave Claire on the basis that she had shown empathy, and it was the best of her character to do it in a mm-hmm. certain way. Mm-hmm. She she had apologized in the best way her character is capable of apologizing to him for that situation. Yep. I don't still to this day don't think Claire gives a fuck, right? Okay. I think she cares that she upset Je- or hurt Jesse. Mm-hmm. I don't think she gives a fuck about the kiss. I don't think she gives a fuck about the relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that she cared about the fact that she upset Jesse and that she lied to him. And I think she knows that was wrong. Mm-hmm. And on the basis of that, I feel like he forgave her at that surface kind of level. Yeah. She really hurt him. Yeah. She she opened up a lot of wounds in that guy that had been kind of closed over from past relationships and she fucking ripped them straight back open. 
And he sat there and said, don't put this on Haz. He's been like a brother to me. Mm-hmm. And again, I just thought in the, in the fucking, in the moment of that, with all of that happening and that pressure that he had on him, for him to still have my back as a friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. don't get teary. I always do with, with oh, Jesse. Oh, um, I always do with Jesse because, um, yeah, he just. He's, he deserved better. He deserved a lot better, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. And um, out of all the guys, out of all the guys that I was on that season of Maths with, he is the only one that I think truly stuck his own neck out. For me, yeah, the that's only nice. one. See, that says that speaks volumes. Mm. And he showed a loyalty to me that no one else did. Mm-hmm. Guys are my mates. Mm-hmm. I've got like Dan's one of my best mates, mm-hmm. right? I've got really good friends out of that experiment, right? Jesse's the only one that showed me a level of loyalty and a backbone that I saw only, I would say, from myself to other people. Okay. And so when I saw it reciprocated for me by him. I will forever respect him for that. Okay. Yeah, super yeah. grateful. That's yeah. see, that's what I mean. Like I've seen like I've seen him speak out about the against the editing, yeah. which you is usually only really reserved for villains. So I know that he didn't so it sounds like he didn't get the best edit or the edit that he deserved. He got the edit that he deserved. I think But to he see didn't get a bad one, he didn't get a good one. But I think he, he wanted to see he wanted to see Claire's portrayal painted in a more accurate light. Yeah. I think that he has, there is some, like, like he has some sort of merit in what he says. Like the public hmm. will listen to somebody. When people hear, people hear me talk about Jesse and they're like, oh, but you said you didn't even like him. I'm like, hmm. I said that before I got to know Jesse. Yeah. Right. When he came to me at the wedding, and I hugged him. That was like because I was happy for him that he got the the recognition and kind of the closure on that issue that he'd been kind of like stewing over, mm-hmm. right? And I was happy for him because I was like, good, like this is what you deserve. You deserve to know the truth, right? Yeah. And people cling to this one fucking comment I made when I'm like, when I said something along the lines of like, you know, um, it was something along the lines of like, you know, I'm not that close with Jesse or, you know, I don't really like Jesse or... Just like foot in your mouth. Yeah. Well, at the, at the time it was true. Yeah. Like, I didn't really like the guy. We got off to a terrible start. Um, something happened at the Bucks party that was never shown where he gave me a fake name. So I asked yeah. for his name and then because I'd been introduced to like 10, and it's nine hard, other guys. It's already hard enough to remember Well, I got nine guys introduced to me at once. So as I was trying to create conversations or talking to people in conversations, I'd, I have to ask their name again. Mm-hmm. And Jesse gave me the name Sean. And so through the night I was calling him Sean and like he was kind of like other people kind of in, in on it kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And so I just felt like, why did you go out of your way to embarrass me? when all I was doing was asking something super innocent, super innocent which yeah. is your name, so mm-hmm. I don't get your name wrong, right? Like, I feel like social, that's social right? etiquette yeah. from my end, and he dismissed it with a rude, cruel yeah. joke. And so we didn't get off to the best start, and I didn't quite like the guy because of that. But when this thing happened between, in, in, on our season with, you know, Claire and Adam, Janelle and Jesse, I wanted to have Jesse's back because... I felt like even though I'm not close with Jesse, he still is one of the boys. Mm-hmm. And 
boys are supposed to have each other's backs the way girls have each other's backs it's right? pack mentality it's deeper than that it's it's tribal it's yeah. you know it's um if you can't trust the guys you're in there with who can you trust right mm-hmm. it's all of us against production and yeah yeah so for me it was deeper than that it was like you're one of us mm-hmm. and i'm gonna have your back because you're one of us mm-hmm. And so, and I, I made the decision to have his back, but I didn't necessarily have to like the guy. Mm-hmm. Do you think the guys that are over overseas in foxholes like each other? No. No, but they'd fucking die for each other. They're in their trenches together. Yeah, that's... yeah, exactly. So it was that, but the, the public clings to this one fucking comment. Like my, like my opinion of Jesse or my amount of like for him could never oh, you change. Can't evolve. You can't evolve, no. Yeah, that's... or our friendship can't develop past that one comment. Well, I think There's that's... weeks between the I... comment and that. I think that this example speaks to like a like uh like that's a, it's a, on a macro scale. I think it mean it speaks to how the public see people like you and I are the villains. Mm. We can't improve from what they saw on the show. Like we are not given the grace from the public to grow and evolve and do better for ourselves or become. No, better. they want to condemn you. They want to condemn you, and they. They don't Makes them their, feel better about themselves. Yeah. Like, I will always be the girl that did this terrible thing on this show once upon a time in the public I life. don't think so. I know I'm not, but to... No, I don't think so. I think um, I think Olivia Fraser has definitely evolved from the show. Mm-hmm. I think when you say that, you're appealing to the lowest common denominator of people. Yeah. You have a lot of fans. Yeah. And you have a lot of people that respect and love you. Yeah. And... Um, it saddens me to hear you talking really to the lowest common denominator when I know that you're so much more than that now. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I've just had like a resurgence of trolls at the moment. So I'm, like, <laughs> I'm actually in like quite a dark place. Well, so. tell me, um, since the show, what has evolved for you? What's different now? How are you different? Um, look, I think... I don't think I've changed in any huge way like I think I'm still extremely humble and just happy-go-lucky I think I'm still very very warm I think I I can see that yeah I think about my time on the show as kind of like a black hole and like a blip on my personality well what people don't realize is that the simplest way I could explain it to the public is you're in a high pressure environment. You're making a television show. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of smoke and mirrors and it's mm-hmm. all fake. Mm-hmm. And we know it's fake and we get involved in it because it's kind of fun too, but it's also like quite serious. Yeah. It's fun. We're making a television show. You know, we're seeing all of the cameramen and the sound guys and the mm-hmm. curtains and it's like, it's a production. Yeah. Right? That's fun. Arguing with people, going into people's relationships, you know, going into other people's shit, that's not fun. That's kind of serious, right? Yeah. And the two go hand in hand. Yep. It's love through the lens of drama and it's drama through the lens of love. Yeah. Right? That's how it was explained to me by John at Channel 9, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the big guy. So I feel like the public don't understand that we see a small section of that experience for each person because they can only show so much with the time they're given mm-hmm. as a time slot on television. Mm-hmm. And they want to make those time slots as impactful as possible so that you're going to tune in next week. Yep. Right. So the Olivia that we saw on the show is not who I've met in no. public. <laughs> no. If you, if, if when I'd met you in public, if you had come across as like that face thing you did. Oh, the bitch twitch. Or, um, 
like I couldn't have a conversation with you without you twisting my words or changing things. Or If I got any of that impression from mm-hmm. you, right, we wouldn't be sitting here today. The reason we are is because I feel like there is so much more of, to Olivia and the depth to you. You are extremely warm, extremely kind. Thank you. Um, you light up a room when you walk into it, have a great smile. Thank you. And very, very approachable and very personable person to actually have a conversation with. And I think the public is doing themselves a massive disservice if they don't approach you and kind of get to know who you are. Thank you. I really do appreciate that. Yeah. It's very lovely of you to say that. <laughs> yeah. Imagine um, missing out on getting to meet this amazing person because of some shit you watched on TV. But like likewise, like I think you're so lovely and like it's the same thing. It's just like you can never judge a book by its cover and it's... Like, if you are going to hate us, at least, like, thank us for entertaining you. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, I guess my last question for you is, um, you know, on the back, we've talked about the mental health aspect of the show, and and, um, Channel 9 and Endem will just drop you like a fucking hot potato at the end of the show. Yeah, no. They're Judy Karens as soon as the curtains close, as far as I'm concerned. But (laughs) I, I suppose now we're sort of left to fend for ourselves in the public eye, right? Yeah. And so my question to you is, how would you like the public to treat you? I think that... Online and in person. Online and in person. I think don't be manipulated by these TV shows. These, going on a reality TV show should not ruin somebody's life. It shouldn't leave anybody feeling suicidal. It shouldn't leave them receiving death threats and violent threats or any sort of... It should just be left on the screen and either... Say hello, be kind in public, be kind online, don't say anything online that you wouldn't want to say to somebody's face. And just think about, like, the fact that it's a TV show and that's where it should stay. Um, Basically, Channel 9 and Amor Shine, they incite a witch hunt when it comes to villains of maths in particular. Mm -hmm. And don't be the village idiots going after somebody who's probably just an innocent participant. The interesting thing is, um, and I've noticed it with myself online, so uh, my social media accounts, mm-hmm. um, I think the people that write negative things to us or abusive comments, mm-hmm. they really want to make an impact. But what they don't realise is we see thousands of those. Mm-hmm. So I actually forget any of the negative stuff. Mm-hmm. I very quickly forget it. In fact, i I couldn't remember any of the negative things that have been written about me besides the word narcissist or gaslighter, but everyone fucking says that. I know, it's just like when it said to me. But I can tell you what, I can remember all the nice stuff. Yes. So if you really want to get to us, if you really want to make an impact on our lives, if you want us to read your comment and remember it, make it nice. I know, if you want a reaction from us. Yeah. If you want to interact with us. Yes. I'm only going to reply to the nice stuff. And I would happily have an interaction with someone where I talk about my experience on maths, even have a debate with them, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, about my time on there, as mm-hmm. long as it was coming from a place of respect and being polite. Mm-hmm. Those are always the best interactions. I don't care if we walk away and we don't agree, yep. but at least the interaction was respectful. I just will not deal with someone. The minute they start calling me names, getting abusive, I'm out. I'm yep. out. I've got better things to do with my time. It's just, well, and you can't argue with stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You yes. can't argue stupid. And like, There's unfortunately you, no cure. There is no cure. And, you know, my dad used to say that all the time. <laughs> can't argue stupid, Olivia. I'd try. 
I tried for a But yeah, if time. you want to, if you want to, like, really, the impact, the stuff that I remember, the people that I would talk to again, mm-hmm. have all started with a positive comment. I have a full have have you don't know, so with with the way that Instagram works after a certain amount of followers, you get a priority um, inbox and you get a general inbox and you get requests. And so I tend to reply to as many nice requests as I possibly can. And now my whole general inbox is full of just like lovely people who I have maintained friendships with because they've sent me encouraging messages post maps. So yeah, if you if you actually want to have a conversation and you actually want to engage with us, the best way to do it is by being nice. Because yeah, the haters get nothing. That's <laughs> why the haters. Let's say the haters. All right. All right. I think we're done. Yes. Nicely done. Nicely done. That was... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. 
Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable splash refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.